everybody, welcome back to the podcast. We'd like to introduce our guest for the day. This is a person that we've met up uh, a few times over the past year. Yep. Which is a, a long arc. Um, a good buddy of mine, Mark Meek, who works as a financial advisor. And uh, that's going to be different for the guests, or for the audience, rather. But I think we can, um, you know, bring some value to you guys that are looking on for some answers on what to do with money. And uh, also, he's just a rad guy. So welcome to the show, Mark. I appreciate it. Thank you for the welcome. invite. Looking forward to it. Yeah, buddy. We... Uh, we have mutual friends with Chris Crummett. That's Stephen right. Hawks. Absolutely. Chris is a great guy. Did I tell you guys about the basketball game he took us to? Yes. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah, it was like the pimpest move ever. He, you know, we barely even knew each other. He invites me and my wife to a Blazers game, and you guys had rented out like a suite. Yep. Dude, it was so dope. Like catered food. I felt like such a VIP badass, which is pretty rare for me. So try and have fun, you know? No. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Blazers actually won that game too. That's right. So that was oh, good. nice. That's a, a good bonus. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember Kremit was just like a kid in the candy store because he's such a huge Blazers fan, obviously. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Um, so, this part of the show, we just want to kind of introduce who you are, what you do, you know, and, you know, what your kind of your background is um, because I, I know it, but obviously everyone else doesn't. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So background, I'm, I'm kind of boring, I guess, uh, in a good way. I'm born and raised good. in Portland. So I know it's kind of rare nowadays, the people that are living here. Um, so technically, it was like southeast Portland, almost Clackamas mm-hmm. area. Um, but yeah, so I uh, actually went to college locally as well. Um, I played football out at Western Oregon University out in Monmouth. Does mm. Anyone here know where that is? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> they yeah. got Burgerville and, and Muchas Gracias is, is pretty. You played at Western? Mm-hmm. Oh, so, I thought it was a different school for some reason. Well, I transferred um, after two years there to Willamette that's what out I was in thinking. Salem. Yep. So uh, that's what yeah, I was thinking about. ended up uh, finishing up career there and um, actually went to business school there as well. So that's kind of when I uh, really became a true nerd yep. and uh, studied economics mm-hmm. as my undergrad and uh, went in to get my master's, my MBA with the folks in finance. And that's kind of what led me to my internship at our current firm which is northwestern mutual and uh been there ever since that's dope and you were like super into sports and you even did some color commenting and stuff like that right yes so So that's a bit of a shift for you wasn't it yeah it was i mean it um obviously you know you can see me here i'm I'm six feet tall so i didn't have any kind of career in professional sports unless it was you know curling or golf or something like that but (laughs) it's better um, than being at five nine yeah Yeah. i'll I'll take it Um, but yeah, so it was cool. I actually got presented the opportunity after I graduated. I had, um, a year where I was going to school where I didn't have eligibility to finish up my degree, still wanted to be a part of the football program. And I actually was offered a opportunity to be the sportscaster color commentary person. So I got to travel with the team, you know, be there at the home games. And, um, actually that's when I, you know, started really getting into this kind of stuff and, um, you know, being on the microphone, you know, being on camera for interviews yeah. and, you know, I guess in a different life, that would be the, the different path, be like a sports analyst or something like that. Totally. But, yeah. I could see that. I know that's kind of what you wanted to do, right, Jake? Eh, a little, a little bit. You'd mentioned that when we first Lightly. met. What ish. Yeah. A, a variance of that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're a huge basketball fan and yeah, I think there's a lot of similarities with the two of you. You yeah. both are MBA. Business school. Yeah. Business school. 
sports guys. You're more of a basketball dude. Yeah. Where you're basketball and football. Yeah, those are my f- uh, football, basketball, and, and golf. MMA too, right? Because we talked about yes, all that. Yeah, absolutely. So you'll fit in with these two over here. Yep. Luckily, my wife's into it as well, and mm-hmm. the the family. So it's not one of those things I have to like, you know, beg to order those pay per view fights. It's kind of like, oh, hey, rad. Who's fighting the night? Here we you go. Lucky. My wife could care fucking less. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool, dudes, fucking fighting in their underwear. It's like, different. Don't care. Yeah. How into storylines have you gotten her though? Because that's that's the hook. <laughs> The problem with that, I think it even gets worse. She thinks oh, really? it's like super WWE style. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. Crumit's the same way. A little shit talker. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to get him into the magic of Connor, Connor McGregor, and he's just like, yeah. it's there's what's the difference between That's them? how like, I dude, feel. The difference is that this is fucking real. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that really is the. Yeah. It's unscripted. Yeah. So, anyway, I tried that with my wife. I mean, she, I don't, she's not like she hates it. Yeah. But. Man, McGregor, ever since that Aldo fight, just things kind of. Went yeah. south for him. That was uh, I wasn't expecting that, but I think he got a little too cocky. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not that he also, wasn't already, but things right. haven't gone south for him in other at business and you know, his whiskey <laughs> venture. And yeah, it's a weird thing where his success has kind of been. It's been amazing, but inside MMA, it's been. I was actually just reading an interview today where he said that uh, his commitment has wavered a little bit, mm-hmm. and he's. But it's it's tough when you're making so much money with the whiskey thing, and yeah, then dude. even the Mayweather fight, you know. Uh, but after the Aldo one, he actually had the uh, Eddie Alvarez. That's actually what made him that win. Then made him a two time two champion. times, yeah. And I think the first one ever to right. to hold both belts simultaneously. Dude, have you uh, have you heard the interview with Tony Robbins? And Dude, so I queued that up and I made it like 15 seconds in. It's, somebody in the office asked me for something, and I had to stop, and then I forgot to listen again. It's a little tough to listen to because Connor is like on Adderall or something. Yeah, he won't yeah. shut up. <laughs> he gets fired up. Well, he gets fired up, up around certain personalities, and I think yeah. Tony Tony Robbins is one of those. But he did eventually kind of calm down, and he was very, you could tell he was so, like, he was probably a little starstruck and kind of nervous. Oh, He yeah. was such a huge fan of Tony Robbins that, like, I think that had something to do He's with it. He's a real heady guy, like, with philosophy know, and shit. Man. Like, he reads The Art of War, and he, <laughs> he, gets, it, he gets way into that He's shit. He's only 30. Yeah, it's, it's fucking crazy. I mean, I want to see him fight. Yeah, yeah. I he, know you do, too. He just said today, he was like, I, I want that rematch with... Khabib and he's like if it ever happens it's because they're running away oh man what's what's the point though man yeah part of me is like yeah I want to for him to avenge that loss would be fucking massive Uh, it's very unlikely and then so with that the other part of me is like just give Connor the fun fights like the Donald Cerrone's and the uh, you know him and Tony Ferguson would be a blast like seeing him with Cowboy would be a really fun one to watch I think that's yeah that's Uh, my next one also I think the only one I'd rather see more than that is uh, him versus uh, Justin Gaethje I think Justin Gaethje would be I mean yeah, that that would be a tougher fight too, in my opinion. Yeah, he has nothing to lose at um, that point. That would be for the fight fans. Yeah, yeah. because Gaethje is a fucking zombie. Like he can eat shots, yeah. uh, but he's he's lower in weight than like Nate Diaz. So because no. we really? saw how oh yeah yeah because he's uh, I think Gaethje's a one fifty fiver. Yeah. Oh wow. So and uh, uh, Nate is Nate Diaz is a one seventy. So uh, and we saw how Nate ate those shots. Yeah. You know because he's yeah he's a, he's a big boy. He took it. He's a pit bull. He's yeah. a fighter. Yeah, but a I, natural born fighter. And I mean, Gaethje could too, but it's just size wise, it's a little closer to reality for for Connor to knock him out. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, back to sorry, we get diverted pretty easily. Back oh, this to is your, perfect. Your, yeah, that'll, yeah, yeah, that'll happen if you bring up MMA around me. I apologize. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, I think what you know, just a quick c- couple questions as far as finances, because I sure 
if you could do like the quick one on just a quick one on one, what should people do with their money if they are, you know, an actual adult making okay money? And even if they're not really, because our audience is made up of a lot of different people, a lot of different walks of life, but arguably the predominant uh, audience base is people who play in bands, yeah, people who tour a lot, people who are music producers or work in the industry in some capacity. So, okay. That's going to range. I mean, Alan knows that that ranges from people making eighteen thousand a year to six figure income and up. So, got it. You know, but again, it comes from a culture of people that don't know what to do with the money. Well, perfect. Well, so, I can give you kind of my know. favorite tip, and it, it works for everyone. It's scalable. It doesn't ma- matter if you make ten thousand a year or ten million. Um, kind of the principles lie true in that, and yeah, you know, I think that goes back to my general philosophy. I'm. I, I wouldn't say I'm your typical financial advisor because you know when you think of financial advisor or wealth management advisor, you kind of think of, you know, Wolf of Wall Street or, right. you know, like you have to have millions of dollars in order to work with someone and get a financial plan. Um, when in reality, I'd kind of built my practice, you know, I would say from the ground up with just, you know, people that I've met randomly, people I get introduced to that are just kind of normal, everyday people that don't have, you know, $2 million just sitting in their bank. And the advice that I always start with people and in, in, as we're talking instead of jumping right into the investments and like, hey, where should I, you know, where should I invest? What stock should I buy? Where should I, you know, put these dollars? I kind of take a step back and I focus more from a cash flow management perspective. And the rule of thumb that I live by is I call it the 20-60-20 rule. So I think we we talked talked about about this. Um, But for everyone else out there that, um, you know, feels like maybe they don't save enough money or don't know what to do with their money, um, you know, going back, no matter how much money you make, when we're looking at your income, I'm a full believer in the way to get ahead in life and the way to have peace of mind is to live at or below your means, yep. right? And that's kind of opposite of American society nowadays where, you know, instant access to credit, credit cards, you're getting all this shit in the mail where people want you to sign up and, you know, oh, it's interest free for one year and then it goes up to like 30%. But just to clarify, living below your means, you mean the money that you are bringing in cash, yes. not what you can get on loan or credit. Exactly. So really the rule of thumb that I look at is, okay, with the money that's bringing in the door after taxes, we want to make sure that you don't want to spend more than 60% of that on your basic overhead, basic standards of living. So what I mean by that is rent, utilities, groceries, phone bills, all the things that you need to pay no matter what, just Mm -hmm. to survive. If it costs you, you know, car payments, things like that, if it costs you more than 60% of your income on your fixed expenses, that's usually where I start and say, hey, instead of, you know, digging into, you know, what to do with your money, why don't we focus more on cash flow management and get kind of a grasp on what do you really need? What do you want? And and kind of whittle down over time just by making small incremental changes that compound. Yeah. You know, people are just much happier, believe it or not, just if they're maybe driving a little bit less nice of a car or going out to eat two times less a week, if knowing that, they have more money in the bank. Yeah. So so that's kind of the general rule of 60%. And then there's the other two 20s. So my favorite, and I think the rule that I live by, is that I'm a firm believer that whether it's instantaneously, if there's capacity or right away, we want to be every single month saving 20% of what we make. Right? I say pay yourself mm. first. Your future self's going to thank you. Your current self is going to thank you for any kind of unforeseen emergencies or expenses that might pop up. But when I consider savings, the way that I look at it is anything that you put towards a financial goal. 
So it doesn't necessarily mean, hey, I need to start putting 20% into my 401k at work or anything like that. Or That's what we were talking you about. You know, 20% yeah. right into my savings account. It could be for a future uh, home purchase. It right. could be for just building up your reserves. It could be, you know, sometimes I'll even uh, use it as motivation. Hey, let's, why don't we just use this financial goal to pay off your credit card debt? And then once that's paid off, you're already used to saving that money. We right. just won't change your habits. And then we'll just redivert those funds towards something that's accumulating instead of paying off debt. Gotcha. And then the other 20. So this is the fun one. And, and I, uh, you know, as you can see, I'm a, a defensive lineman mm-hmm. back in the day. So, um, you know, I always want to make sure that I'm uh, watching what I'm eating, the waistline, keeping, uh, keeping in shape. So I, I kind of look at finances as exactly like a meal plan. So the, the meal plans that are successful are the ones that have cheat days, right? Because it's a hell of a lot easier to walk by that cheeseburger on Friday if you know that, hey, Saturday, tomorrow, I get a, that's my cheat day. I could, you know, indulge then. Yeah. As opposed to being like, nope, never eating cheeseburger again. I'm going to eat vegetables every day, right? We've all been there where yeah. we go to the store, feel good, and at the end of the week, <laughs> your shit's rotting at the right, bottom of the right. fridge. So I'm a firm believer that if you live at or below your means and you're consistently saving 20% of your income, the other 20, you should be able to do whatever the hell you want with it. I call it fun money. You can go gamble. You can go buy alcohol or whatever the hell mm-hmm. you want to buy. You buy shoes. You can go blow it on travel. It's the fun money. But you that's your choice, right? Sometimes people even get crazy and they save it and then use two months worth of it to just do something big, buy a watch. Right. But then what I found is people stick to their plan. They don't get over leveraged in debt. And they're still enjoying life just because they're taking it one step at a time and they have a systematic process to follow. See, this, I, I love all that. And that sounds good as someone at the age I'm at and I have a, a reliable source of income now. But I didn't always. And I know a lot of people listening to this show don't, especially I mean, this guy spent most of his 20s on the road. And when you're in that kind of environment where you're you're poor most of the time and then sometimes you're not. And then you have a large sum of money come your way, and then you don't. Yep. And it's it's crazy. And, and a lot of these guys in bands, and you'd be surprised that the level of band, you know, you go watch a band play in front of a thousand people every night, and you'd think, that, well, they're doing really well. Yeah. Not as well as you think. Or at least it's not as consistent, right? And that's, again, that's why... Feast or famine. Yeah. Yeah, and they have to keep touring and more and more and more, nine months out of the year or more these days. It's fucked. Well, that's why it's more important to keep that money aside for a rainy day, right? Especially my clients that are in real estate, they're real estate brokers, mortgage lenders yeah. that don't have consistent income working on commission. So the, um, the rule can still apply. Absolutely. Yeah. And even if it's a hundred bucks, right? It's like, okay, I'm just going to take 20 of it and just put it in my pillowcase or something. Yeah. Just kind of forget about it. And you're going to thank yourself later when you're not going into credit card debt to pay something that you need. Dude, there's a couple things that I wish I would have, I would have taken more serious in my early twenties. Well, the good news is you're not even 40 yet, so no, I know. you've got I know. plenty I got, of time. I got time, but the first one is this, is a financial, just 101. Like, just don't piss away everything you make and take care of my health. Those are the two things. Yeah, so I feel kind of bad. I don't want the people on the podcast think I'm like their dad, you know, spitting, spitting <laughs> no, these prophecies. No, that's but... what, no, I asked. I mean, that's. I think that's, that's um, valuable insight that most people don't have. Yeah, so that's really, I think, what a true financial advisor should be is yep. get people to a point where they have the discretionary dollars to invest. But, you know, you don't just want to go up to someone and say, oh, cool, what do you got? Let's just invest it down the road. It just, totally. it, it's going to end up falling off. It's going to, you know, things are going to happen where if you don't set up the the right foundation, <laughs> circumstances are always going to pop up. Things never are going to go 
as you anticipate. Yep. So that's you want to have that le- measure of flexibility because, for example, December, right? Everyone's like, oh shit, it's Christmas. I got to go fly out and visit my family and buy presents. Mm-hmm. It's like you know what? Maybe Christmas is like a sixty. 3010 where I'm maybe yeah. only saving 10% or shit maybe yeah. you don't even spend or you don't even save any money in christmas but right. then at least you're prepared for it and you have something in the bank at least that's the rare oddity right that's yeah. not that's the exception to the rule exactly yeah, exactly it's a it's a crazy thing i i don't know like i i just again i wish i had spent more time in this as a a youngster you know just no one around me even cared like i love my parents but financial you know responsibility is not something they took very seriously yeah and you know culturally the demographics i mean it's a lot of times it's taboo to even talk about people's money or their cash flow right so i mean those are barriers i've come across when i've met new people as well is sometimes it's just uncomfortable you know from my perspective it's like a doctor right you see naked people all the time they're kind of nervous when you're like whatever it's it's part of my job yeah (laughs) you know i see some crazy shit sometimes people's balance sheets that are way out of whack but you know, you don't want to be judgmental. You want to help people. And, mm-hmm. you know, those are the people that end up appreciating it the most in the long run. Yeah. And uh, kind of switch gears here. I know you're a big fan of Gary V. Oh, yeah. Uh, all we are. Our, Jake, do you know Gary Vaynerchuk? I think we talked about him a little bit, right? Yeah. So that mentality, that's actually one of the first things I liked about you is, you know, you haven't made any money off me. Not yet. Not no. yet. <laughs> and like, but, you know, when I first met you, I, I remember saying like, Hey, just up front, like, I, this is what I make. I was honest with you. This is what we're doing. I don't have a ton of money to invest. I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing today. You know, and you're like, that. we're, we're all good, bro. I just want to get some coffee. Relax. Fucking yeah. Breathe, man. You know, and like, you're, you're in it for just building relationships. It's and, a marathon, man. You never yeah, know. You yeah. never know who's going to make it big. Who's well, that's gonna how we are. Who's going to appreciate those little pieces of advice. Yeah. And, with stateside management, the same thing. It's like, I just want to talk to producers. I just want to talk to bands, people that rep the bands. We just want to make relationships so that one day, if it's good fit, you already know me. It's not a stranger. Yeah, because what's going to happen is when you get a big deal, if something happens and people are going to be publicly aware of you falling into some sort of wealth, yeah, that's dude. when you're going to start getting those cold Ooh. calls and those mailings. Yeah, and that's where it's like, All right. hey man, I've been you know been working with this guy for a while, or that's what you would say. Like, I'm not even interested in meeting with you. I have exactly. this layer of trust established. Oh yeah, I've already worked with him. I'm I'm familiar it's with some of the basics. It's yeah. Like, yeah, we've had him on the podcast. This guy's gone on his way two times. Grabbed some coffee. He fucking took me and my wife to a Blazers game. Like. That's pretty clear, you know. Yeah, you got to so have that, fun that with the people mentality. you do business with, or exactly. it turns into, I, I don't know. That's that's how I like to operate business, right? I don't like the transactions because it feels like one party's getting used over the other, and just kind of like, oh, thanks, on to the next. Yeah, you know, it, that's why I got into this business. It is a marathon. It is a long term relationship. Business. Oh to yeah, be transactional like that. It's terrible business. Yeah, I mean, unless yeah. you're like in hardcore sales, yeah. But still, even then, right? Even you want then. repeat customers. You exactly. want people to appreciate what you're doing so they'll come back that's right uh, i feel like i'm hogging the mic did you have any questions i, I think you yeah what uh what did chris crubman make last year i uh <laughs> i signed a non-disclosure Dang you know it. i i can't disclose that now, now that's actually a good point because um i'm glad you brought that up because a lot of times people are uncomfortable with that and and they're just like you know what i got referred to you by my buddy but I know you know all about his money. I don't really want you discussing this. So oh, right. it, think about it, the way that we operate, we're fiduciaries. So it's very similar to like a attorney-client privilege, per se, mm-hmm. where the conversations we have are confidential. And yeah. we are by law required to act in your best interest on your behalf. Yeah. So by me blowing up Chris's financials to everyone <laughs> right. on, on the air, like not only would he not appreciate that, I'd also probably get 
uh, you know, maybe potentially lose my licenses. Right, right. So was it more than a million? Would you say? <laughs> I, I, maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. You know, I can't. I, I couldn't tell you. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah, go ahead, Jake. Uh, you brought up Conor McGregor's whiskey. What yeah. do you think of celebrity alcohols? Oh, oh that's, that's a great, great question. question. Yeah, I like that. You had, I've had like the tequila, George Clooney. Right. Yeah. It's pretty good. And yeah. then there's the uh, there was one more. He came to he came to Portland for it. Uh, there was some celebrity, not P Diddy. Oh, you know what? I think it was uh, was it Ryan Reynolds? Maybe. Oh, oh, it's gin. Yes, aviation. maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Yes, aviation. Yep. Yeah, yep. All, those, all those dudes have something at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's all decent. I'm okay with it. What yeah. do you think, Mark? You're a business guy. The only the only one I have is the George Clooney, and um, you know, I uh, I honestly I'm really not picky when it comes to alcohol. Right. It, uh, yeah. Same. You know, I, and that's one of those things that even nowadays I kind of get shit for if I'm in like with some of my high roller like executives right, right. in our home office. I'm like, I'll just take a well. It's all yeah. good, man. I don't. <laughs> I don't yeah. You know, they're you, like it's forty year single malt scotch, and you're like, sure. I mean, yes. now I guess I'll, I'll retract because that I mean, that's that kind of classy. That that's yeah. like yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna appreciate it a little bit more. I'm only and, picky about whiskey you know. now that I think about it. And, yeah, and even then, like I'm, I barely drink anymore, so it doesn't matter that much. Well, the big one I've come across is wines, right? So like mm, sometimes people yeah. bring me a bottle of wine, mm. and then like like one time someone gave me like a three hundred fifty dollar bottle of wine, and I didn't even like I was like, oh, oh thanks, man, like you know whatever, and mm-hmm. and then afterwards I was like, holy shit, like I sh- I need to write this guy a thank you note, like this is yeah. so I, yeah. you know it's not it's not frenzy or anything like that, so <laughs> you know that's that's part of me is like I'm still trying to figure out like. I love I have such a crazy demographic of people that I work with, yep. right? Of all spectrums of life, income levels, cultures. So it's it's that's actually been an interesting piece of my work. I bet is getting to know people, figuring out how to communicate with them. Yep. And you know, I think the fact that I'm very neutral on almost everything, I don't discriminate. Yep. I think I'm I'm kind of a chameleon in that aspect where I just enjoy learning more about different people and what they like and what they don't like. It's great. It's the way to be. Yeah, and it's good to be that like honestly and not just. Because you can tell the difference when someone is just agreeable for the workplace. Yeah, that, and that's no one like, likes those. People. No one. Li- it's fucking disgusting. I mean, luckily we work in an industry where we can do whatever the hell we want uh, for the most part. Yeah, it's still an office for you, I guess. At the end of the day, there's no federal mm-hmm. regulators breathing down your neck no, or IRS no, or anything. Like, yeah, it's pretty flexible. Attorneys, whatever. Exactly, like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's a good thing though. We got to have some regulation, or else you know, 2008 shit will happen all over again. So. Oh. Dude, have you ever seen what's the, the fucking movie? The yeah, Big Short. Dude. It's great. I dude, I love that movie. It's so good. Yes. Yeah, as a as a financial guy, what do you what do you think about it? Is it did they do a good job? They did. Yeah. You know they did, and I, I think the actors did a great job as well. And um, from a financial perspective, I'm I'm kind of ca- I'm like watching things happen that are almost like because it's been over ten years since all that stuff happened. And especially like on the mortgage lending side, I'm looking at these different things that are coming out, these different products, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh man, are we uh, are we shifting back to that to those days? And you know, but luckily, I don't think it's ever gonna get that bad. It's still impossible to just go show up with like a fake income statement and just get underwritten for a loan and you know buy ten houses and whatnot. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, it's one of those things I'm always keeping an eye on. I'm always looking at. The markets, the interest rates, that kind of stuff, to just to try and stay ahead of you know what's going to happen. This, this related but a little different. I remember we were talking about you had you had drawn like an actual illustration because I'm dumb, so he has to draw things for me. <laughs> yeah, and you drew out this thing of like 
the different ways to think about investing your money. You know, oh like, yeah. There's one. The three segments. Yeah, of the three. Building. Yeah, exactly. It was like that really imprinted in my brain. Well, and that's good. I'm glad my shitty drawing was memorable. <laughs> yeah. Because I think yeah we're at Starbucks. And yeah. Then I was like I need colors and, and, and drawings and people poking me. One syllable words. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. But anyway, the, one of the segments was things that were like, you know, for sure. You know, the safe dollars. The safe dollars. T bills. And, and then I asked Principles like, guaranteed never I go, to go backwards. <laughs> I remember asking, I go, you mean like real like real estate? He's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> the no. exact opposite. The exact opposite. Uh, do you do you work with people that invest in real estate? Oh, I'm absolutely. Sure in some capacity you do. Absolutely. I think real estate, I mean, it, it was the highest performing asset class over the last decade if you look at um, just the overall markets and just as a whole, yeah. not, you know, when people think of real estate, they think of like buying and selling houses. You know, I'm talking about real estate investment trusts, all of the financing developments that go into it. Um, but again, look at 2007, 2008. I mean, there were some scary times where developers, builders lost their ass because yeah. thought it was a sure thing. Um, and you know, really with everything, it's just a function of being able to hold on to it right? Because you know, everything's always going to bounce back up. And that's what's funny about our world that we live in today with like the social media and, you know, not to be like one of those people that's always preaching, but there's always, it's always gonna be the fucking end of the world, mm -hmm. right? There's always something going on. And um, one of the wholesalers that um, talks to us about their funds, uh, is actually his name's John Nicolazzo, he's an American funds wholesaler. He brought in this chart a couple of years ago that was really memorable and he was going around the rooms like, what year were you born? What year were you born? What year did you go to college? Well, things like that. And we would look at it and he'd say, oh, so this is how the world was going to end that year. And he'd go through all of the major crises. Like, you know, I remember one of the ones in the 80s is where, hey, oil was scarce. And like people had to, if their license plate numbers depended on when they could get gas and whatnot that mm -hmm. day. And everyone thought the world was going to end. And you know, in reality, there's never going to be a doomsday. It's like right. there's always going to be someone making good opportunity when other things go bad because they're well positioned to be successful. Jesus. Christ. So just quick advice to anyone out there. If you have Unless a stock a portfolio. Well, like, yeah, that's yeah. different or, you know, shit like that. But um, I don't care who's in office. I don't care what's going on. I mean, there's always a way to recover. And so, for example, Everyone out there is probably going to be some volatility coming in the next 18 months, a correction. So if you're looking at your IRAs, or your 401k accounts, don't deviate from the plan. Stick with the plan. Things are going to bounce back, right? You have to think especially long-term dollars. What do you mean? Don't just stay with it, you mean? Yeah, because a lot of times people will see the market. like So think of 2008, for instance. People, and this, this was scary, right? But that's kind of the value of having someone like myself or a team in your corner you know, imagine being 60 years old, you're planning know, on retiring dude. in five years. What the fuck? And you log into your, you know, 401k account at work and 40% of it, your oh. entire life savings is gone. Right? Now that can be scary. And, you know, obviously it's not anything you want to get excited about. But if you think about it, what happened is the markets dropped. People panicked. They thought it was the end of the world. They pulled out of all of their investments and they kept their 401k dollars in cash, which is safe. Yeah. You know, so it's not going to go down anymore. But... The problem is they missed the huge bull market that was going on for 10 years and more than recovered everything they lost. So the people that rode the crash down, sold out of their securities, kept it in cash while the market was going up, they missed the ride. So, I mean, if, if you think about it as like a home, right, because people can think about a tangible buying and selling their house, that's like the equivalent of owning a house, waiting for the market to dip, right. selling it. 
letting it ride back up and then trying to buy again. That's just, right. just doesn't make sense. But people always go on fear and greed. So just don't do anything during the bad times. Yeah, or, exactly. Or I mean, if you have if, a, if you have a solid plan in place, right? You need to make sure your portfolio is allocated appropriately based on your time horizon and your risk tolerance. But for us in this room here, no one's retiring. At least, even if we wanted to retire, if we have money, I in, got four years. It's <laughs> it's called you know a qualified retirement account. So it means that even if you wanted to take the money, we have to wait until we're fifty nine and a half years old to even access it, or we get taxed mm. and penalized. So, I mean, mm. between now and 60, who cares? Put it all on black. Let it yeah. ride. Yeah. You know, we're going to get the best return overall, even though there's going to be some years we might lose half of it. That's crazy, man. Right? It really is a, it's a different world. Something I just I don't know a lot about, obviously. That's a tough thing, too, because I can see how to those that panic, that seems counterintuitive. Oh, yeah. But that's the thing right. with panic is that you don't <laughs> stop to, to look at the long haul. You're just like, what do I need to do right now? Because things will get worse. You'll never kind of have this like positive outlook at the end. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. I lost 40% right now and it's only going to get worse. And then you kind of, you, you get out of the game and then you make it worse for the entire system. Yeah. And remember we talked about that is the perfect time to get in because yeah, everything's yeah. on sale, right? So the right. people that have reserves parked on the sidelines, they're the ones that get ahead in life. Cause like, okay, well you're selling your house at a low point. You're liquidating yeah. your stock portfolio. I'm just going to swoop in on that and take the ride up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. This is a, a sort of a very specific question, but I know there's a lot of people that fall in this category, especially with people we know <clears throat> where they have a day job like myself, and then they have their side hustle. Yeah. And one day that side hustle could take over. Right. And yeah. then you're a true entrepreneur. And my, my question for those people is, what do you do if you have, say, like a 401k at your day job and that's it's building, it's building and they're matching, say, 3% or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, 10, 15 years later, you, you're you like, OK, I'm you're no longer there. Yeah, I'm going to phase that out into my my the business I own and run. Like, what do you do with that money? Is it the same same exact thing? Yeah, so that's actually a really good question. There's a couple things you could do. So remember, if you own your own company and you're an entrepreneur, right, you want to establish an LLC or an S-Corp or a C-Corp, right? And by establishing that, it makes you eligible to set up your own retirement accounts, right? So you could set up your own 401k. It's called a solo 401k. Or if you have employees, you could set up a matching program or something like that for yeah. them. So what makes the most sense is, unfortunately, when you leave a company, you can still keep the money in that plan, but no one's going to you know, look over it. it. Yeah. There's not going to be any matching anymore. There's not going to be the ability for you to contribute to it anymore. So what most people do, it's called a rollover. Have you guys heard of that before? It's oh, called yeah. a 401k yeah. rollover, where essentially you pick it up, move it from your old 401k, and you have 60 days to put it into another qualified retirement plan. Because if you don't, then the IRS is going to assume you took a distribution right. and you're going to get a tax bill and a 10% penalty. Jeez. Yeah, so that sucks. Please, no one. So have a plan. Do don't that. just pull it out and not know what to do. Yeah. But roll it into something, then, then you can continue to contribute to it. So it's still going to get tax benefits. And, you know, for example, like let's say that your business made $100,000 and you wanted to put $10,000 into your 401k that you established for yourself and you rolled over from your old funds. By putting money into your 401k, it actually takes money out of your adjusted gross income for that year. Mm. So you'd really only be paying taxes on 90000 because you deferred 10000 of it. So it's kind of a win-win. You yeah, save taxes yeah. today. You're building for your future, although you you know you have to be aware you're going to pay taxes on it 
when you're in retirement. But hey, then it's building and compounding you do that without paying that taxes. Yeah. yeah. So, so like yeah, anyone listening that has an old 401k they don't know what to do with, I'd be more than happy to talk about Hell some strategies. Yeah. Even if they don't own their own business, you still want to get it out of your old employer and either consolidate it with your new employer's plan because you know it's just like everything. If your money's together, it's going to grow and compound quicker and more yeah. efficiently. But also, if you roll it into an IRA, then it's the same thing. You can still make contributions to it, but then you have the ability to control where it's invested, how it's managed. And that's what we do is we help figure out where to put it and how to invest it and then make sure you don't do stupid shit when the market goes down and make sure also you don't get greedy when the market's you know going way up. And you're like, oh, let's put all our money in this. I'm like, no. Like, that's the fear and greed is what kills people. Ugh. Seems like something I would do. <laughs> well, that's that's good. See, that's we all have our own strengths, right? I think we talked about. It. I I couldn't yeah. set up any of this audio equipment here, and make my I head spin. I barely can either. So, but at least you can, right? So there's things that you guys are yeah. good at that I have no fucking clue. I can't even yeah. put together IKEA furniture, right? But, you know, I can I can build a really good portfolio for you. Exactly. Right? That's that's how the world goes around. Exactly. Do you have any clients that cool. you consult with that have uh, kind of a focus on passive income at all? Have you ever directed anybody in that field? Absolutely. So it depends on what they're looking for, whether it's passive income while they're still working. Mm -hmm. So we usually use like real estate investment properties for that or, you know, uh, essentially something that where it's like, hey, hands off, set it and forget it. Right. Um, But one thing that uh, a lot of times when I'm working in the retirement distribution market, because there's really two sets of clients that I work with a lot. A lot of it is, you know, people like us that are just like, okay, where do I save? How do I position myself? Well, the people that really need our help are the ones that are like, okay, I'm 65. I just retired. I've got all this money sitting here. How much do I take every month? How do I pay taxes on it? I'm getting my social security statements. When should I take social security? Should I trigger my survivor benefit? Should I max it out? Should I wait until I'm 70? Because that's one thing. I don't know if there's anyone that's like in their 60s that listens to this podcast. These are the questions he's debating right now. Yeah. So anyone that has the ability to wait you want he's going to wait till that second tier of social security. I know that. You want to wait ideally until you're 70 cuz once you're 70, you no longer and again, it's some, not right. everyone can do that, but if you have the ability to do it, you actually from 67 to 70, they add 8% every year for the rest of your life to what your monthly income is going to be. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the biggest source of passive income is like what can we do to leverage all of the money we've paid into social security to make sure we get the most out of it? But uh, times have changed as well is because pe- like our grandparents generation and our parents, they were typically in that world where they worked for one company for 30, 35 years yeah. Yeah. and they had what's called right. a pension, right? To where it's like, it's called a defined benefit plan instead of a defined contribution plan, which is what a 401k is. And a defined benefit plan says, hey, the longer you work here, the longer I'm going to guarantee you a higher income for the rest of your life. Right. So that's why the company loyalty really stuck in. They stayed with it. So they could retire comfortably and like the rest of their life's like, hey, I get a paycheck until I die with Social Security stacked on top of my pension. So now people are really worried about, okay, there's a finite amount of resources in their investment accounts. And especially if there's a down market, you lose some money in your 401k and that's your nest egg. You get a little bit nervous. So you actually have the ability to what's called you can annuitize some of your money. So it's a way for you to get it's, it's called an annuity and there's multiple facets of it. But essentially, you can trade in a lump sum of your money for a guaranteed income stream for the rest of your life to kind of create your own pension. Uh, I see. So okay. passive income, where hands off, like you're good. You've got Social Security coming in passively, and you've got your annuity, 
and potentially that real estate property, that's the name of the game, right? Because the, the statistic is people that have passive income, they usually live eight to 12 years longer because they're less stressed. Jeez. They're enjoying life more. They know no matter what that paycheck's coming in and they're just enjoying life. They're taking care of themselves instead of looking at the stocks market every day and like, oh shit, we can't go on vacation this year because the S&P took a hit. And yeah. no one wants to live like that in retirement, right? Hmm. So that's a really good question because that's a that's a hot button right now with all the volatility going on and everyone, again, one of those things like not, to, I don't want to get political at all, but people are obviously really terrified or, un you know, un I guess fearful of what's going on with our economy right. based on our administration. And, you know, it's like peace of mind is like, you can tell people are kind of losing their mind on some certain things that, you know, if you have the ability to create your own destiny, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not one to typically like buy into that, that fear, but I got to kind of see like some concrete evidence of things changing a little bit. I know cause I took forever to, to get my taxes done. I was kind of, I just barely got across the finish line in time. And uh, the weeks prior, um, I knew a lot of people were talking about how much they got hosed on their tax return. Yep. And I was like, oh, well, you know, there's a lot of moving parts. So, like, who knows how maybe they didn't do it right, whatever. And then I did mine the way that I always do it. And my return is normally. Um, mine was, too. No, it's no, normally great, like incredible. Yeah. And uh, it was the worst it's ever been. Like, luckily, I didn't owe anything, but it was so low. And it was kind of, I think, cognitively. It's it part was, of that because we're making more money, though. Uh, if that's what I just chalked it up to is like, well, maybe no, they kept bracket, extra. But. Yeah. A lot of it is withholding. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and I blame the HR administrators for people's employers. They need to educate their employees and say, Hey, this is the new tax code. These are the new tax brackets. You're used to withholding this much. You need to take this much out of your paycheck now just to make sure that you're prepared for that. Yeah. Right? We upped it. You know, I'm doing additional money now and yeah. I set aside 20% from the, the side hustle. There you go. Uh, just twenty percent, just for taxes. It's always a little bit too much, but I'm, I'd rather do that. Yeah. So that's where the value of actually using professional advice, like a CPA. I know sometimes people don't want to spend that extra three hundred bucks, but if that three hundred bucks saves you thirty five hundred, right. it's a good use of your dollars. Yeah, yeah, and it typically will. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Well, cool, man. man this I, is good. I could talk yeah, about this all yeah, day, no, so I feel bad. But I mean, this is my no, world. You know? I'm be you. Like that's the whole point of the I, show. There, we want people to authentically just talk. Yeah, there are for sure going to be some people listening that are like, "Oh, dude, what is this a TED talk?" Like, yeah, I'm over, then maybe that's not the right. But episode. there's also I'd love people. To a TED talk someday. That'd be fun. There's awesome. there's also people though they they want to make money moves. Like yes. I'm in I'm in my 30s. Plenty like now people. this shit is more attractive now. In your 20s, yeah, you want to. You know, you want to fucking drink and hang. Yeah. That's and you're going to be broke too, and that's cool. In your 20s, you're happy with that, but. I, you know, I just bought a house and I'm, I'm trying to, Congrats. There you go. thank you. Yeah. It's been, it's nuts. And it's, uh, it's definitely kind of thrown my, my, uh, my income and everything like the, just my balance financially is way out of whack with that, uh, that mortgage every month. Mm -hmm. That's something to, um, I think probably just by default, I'm living outside of my means just because that mortgage is so gnarly. So I'm kind of waiting for that period where I can, uh, refinance and, you know, yeah, of, get the PMI off and all yeah, that. Yeah, and just taking from if different areas and but uh But that's a good way to look at it, right? Is is even though you technically may be spending more than 60% to survive, you're also building a huge asset right, and you're building an equity. Yeah, absolutely. So if it was a rent, you know, if your rent alone was that and you just like upgraded right. your rent just for like lifestyle, mm -hmm. completely different argument, right? Yes, so for you yeah. at least now, hey, 5 years 
refinance, pull out a home equity line, do some improvements. You and can leverage you. it with banks. Yeah, it's not being thrown away by no. any means. Yeah, uh, but it still is kind of scary. Yeah, for sure. And it's just it's been an adjustment, um, but uh, it's also kind of it's excited this uh, interest in just finances in general, just to have that foundation, have that system, and then uh, just kind of do your thing from there. So. Yeah, love it. Uh, one last question about your the kind of day job you do. Sure. What's like the the type of client that's like the outside the box client that you you want? Because I know you work like you mentioned anywhere from people not making a whole lot to multi million millionaire people. But I mean, what's like the you know? Because we're obviously the music industry type of people. Is there anyone in our world that you'd be excited to work with? Is there an athlete you want to work with or some shit like that? Yeah. So are you talking about more conceptually? Yeah. As like, a, or like not, who specifically? Um, I mean, <laughs> probably, more conceptually. probably more conceptually, like, and not even really a level of income, just the type of world that, you know, got you it. want to be into. Yeah. So, you know, honestly, the sports piece, like I've, I would love to spend more time trying to work with professional athletes. I've worked with a few in the past, Sweet. Um, but no one like major, but I mean, that's, that's the fun part, right? Is you kind of, you got to build your reputation in there. You got to do good work for people so you can then start being referable. Of course. But my uh, my main, I'd say, market that I work with and how this could be relevant, anyone that's a closely held business owner. So anyone that is a startup or entrepreneur or even a closely held business, I'd say anywhere from 10 to 30 employees, even mm-hmm. less than that. Uh, but 10 to 30 employees is kind of that sweet spot where you start getting compliance from the state of Oregon to set up retirement plans. You may want to think about providing health insurance benefits, like all those little things that you don't think about. Um, do you have a buy-sell agreement established in case something happened? I call it the four Ds. You know, so like if you and I were business partners, you want to protect against the four Ds to where if one of us dies, what's going to happen? So basic life insurance and, mm-hmm. you know, make sure there's leverage. D- if there was a disability, so if I could no longer work because I'm disabled, how am I going to still receive income because I'm a shareholder? How are you going to buy me out so it's fair for everyone? The third D is a divorce. So if my wife divorces me and wants half of my shit or 60% of it or whatever, because I'm a man, um, mm-hmm. uh, we would then figure out, okay, how the hell are we going to take 60% of Mark's equity and give it to his ex-wife and have some prevention measure against that? Uh, and then the fourth one is departure. Like if one of us mutually departs or gets forcibly you know, exited, you know, what are the protocols that you want to have established so when that happens, it's not awkward. So it's called an operating agreement. So little things like that. And we work with attorneys to set that up. But you just want to make sure if you're putting your heart and soul and all your money into a company, why don't you spend a little bit of time and money to make sure that nothing could make it go backwards and protect it a little bit. Dude. Yeah, it's... uh... So the four Ds, there's a little nugget for everyone out there that may be a business owner. There's a lot involved in running That has a partner, Yeah. yeah. Fuck, man. It's one of the things I, I, I don't know. We've talked about this a little bit. I'm envious of people that have a partner or have even employees, to be honest with you. Just a team, right? Yeah. Because when you're doing it alone, like I am right now, it's it's not only just lonely and kind of boring, but you're the only person to refer to. Yep. You know, so I'm trying to build more people like yourself and people I can refer to and ask questions. It's like the Michael cause... Scott paper company, right? <laughs> yeah, same shit. Exactly the yeah. same thing. Yep. I'm just sitting there in a closet just figuring this shit out. Such a good episode. So a great good. one. It's like three. Yeah. yeah I like guess there was a whole arc. I'm yeah. just thinking of like the end when uh, 
I just love when Michael Scott could like pull it together. Yes, I, and all of I a sudden, for a we moment, all thought he was gonna blow it. Yeah, he's like Clint Eastwood. For you a see second. why he got to where he got. Oh, life. it's so yeah. good. And he's like, I love the the part where he realizes he's like, I I'll just start another one, and then I'll start another one after that, and then, and then another one after that. Dude, he's like, like, I have no I have no end of names, and then yeah. uh, David <laughs> David Wallace goes, Michael, and he goes, that's one of them. That's one of them. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> I mean, it's a good Fuck. lesson. It's like, if you believe in yourself and your capabilities, Amen. Yeah. you can do anything. Yeah, it's so true. I love it. It's fucking dope. I already need to pee. because You better do it, man. 700 coffees and a lot of water. And LaCroix. Yeah, I'm going to do that. And then I think we're going to switch out your mic, Jake. Your mic, Jake, is what too, I meant to say. Too boomy? Uh, it's very hot. It's picking up too much shit. Oh. We'll, we'll switch it out. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Um, I'm an art director at a record label in Beaverton. Okay. Um, it, I mean, it's considered a Portland label, but uh, moved out to Beaverton because of, um, I guess, like tax issues. They were considered a retail space and they were just getting hammered with taxes every year. Gotcha. But out in Beaverton, I mean, that's why like Nike's out there under armor. Um, yep. It's just, it's way more forgiving. So uh, yeah. And then on the side, just freelancer. So working with um, kind of like, I guess arguably like bigger bands uh, that I don't that I wouldn't be able to work for at the label, so I kind of get to run the gamut a little bit. Nice. Um, yeah. So I've been doing that for like fucking fifteen years. Wow. Okay. That, that and drums. So you should see some of his independent designs that he's done for really big artists. Yeah, especially lately, I've been really fortunate to like um, David Bowie and the yeah, shit. Kesha. Um, and yeah. What were the uh, like legit? Damn. Yeah. I can only think of ones I can't talk about right now. I'm trying to trying to go back a little. Yeah, for, there's, uh, can you talk about AS? I can't. No. no. Uh, tell you later. May 31st, I can. Okay. That's the first day of the tour, and so. What about a hippie jam band? Uh, Grateful Dead. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. No um, shit. Just by saying hippie jam band. I've hippie jam. Yeah, I don't work with a lot of those. <laughs> it's either fish, dark. dark I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know Wu Tang Clan. Like I get to like because I'm a big hip hop fan and. Uh, the label I work for, there's zero hip hop, so oh, it's really gotcha. cool. Like on the freelance side, to be able to do some of that, so exactly. I like it. Yeah, it's good shit. Pretty interesting stuff. Wide variety of skill sets in this room. I like it. Well, it's kind of. It's also with what I do. It's why I asked about passive income was because, uh, I mean, there are some designers that they do it the right way. They um, oh, more like royalties and stuff. Well, not even that. I wish that's kind of that's more rare nowadays. But uh, uh, design resources. So if I make my own texture packs, take my own photos, uh, and I upload these digital resources uh, as I'm sleeping, yeah. people are downloading them. Gotcha. Um, and I know I know one guy. Uh, oh, it's so like mailbox money, right? Like yeah. They go use that. Yeah, yeah, and then they would go, you know, some kid would download a, a texture pack I did, use those textures on a design for some other band, whatever. But then there would be different, um, you know, you get into the minutia of, uh, like, usage rights and stuff. But I, I would just go free, like, um, you know, full usage for commercial, whatever. I wouldn't care. Um, but I, I know one guy in the Vancouver, Portland area that, I mean, last year he cleared 60K just on digital resources wow so that's not his day job that's not his side like design hustle that's, that's just happening while he's yeah, alive it's, just, it's he's literally <laughs> yeah he's doing the work up front and then nothing 
and then just just collecting the money. So those are the home run dollars we talked about. Remember? Yeah. Like unique revenue driving opportunities that are specific to you that no one else can replicate. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I don't want to downplay that he just like he uploads it and forgets it. Like he's also just a, a genius with marketing and he uh, he bundles it a certain way or like he'll bundle it with like one mystery item or he, he makes sure that he's cool. He's keeping it active and, and the branding of the, the business is fantastic. So, yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's uh, switch a little gears here. Oh, were you recording? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's how right. we do it. Two minutes. Let's uh, maybe do some current events. Yeah. I think that sounds about right. That works for me. Who's leading this? Is it you? Uh, I'll let Jake do it, and then I'll just have the uh, all of the videos ready to go. Okay. Sweet. I saw some... Uh, While they're getting set up... Oh, I'm sorry. I, oh, I was just going to say, there's some Chippendale stuff in here. There's... Uh, oh, cool. <laughs> it's going to be good. Uh, last week, we were looking up a story of a, a school teacher that yeah. caught jerking off... Yeah, in front in in the class. Oh, I saw that masturbating yeah. in class in Ohio. Mm-hmm. I think it was. <laughs> so this fucking asshole was trying to Google it. He was trying to find it, and he kept oh, typing so in like school teacher jerks off in class. Or yeah, something it was like something that. pretty vague. And Google was like, "Oh, you're looking for gay porn." Gay huh? porn. So gay porn just boom pops I mean, up every, on the screen. Every every link. single thing. Like I was like, "Oh, just the first few are probably porn," and then I'll eventually find. You Dude, know, we were fucking dying. And I his just, response to it was so like calm, is like nothing happened. And me and like, Jake are oh, like, oh. ah, freaking out. And he's just like, "Oh, cool." Yeah, just yeah clicking through. It was the equivalent of like a, uh, uh, I don't even know, like Han Solo cruising through and like all the like he's hitting all these like space rocks and everyone's like dude our shit's on fire yeah. and he's like calm down like, it just we're, we're fine that thing you can that's one of my that's why you're so funny to me the fucking right. dry yeah brick. yeah <laughs> yeah i'm not, not skill set yeah i was fucking dying you're not easily shaken and collected well i'm excited to hear about this how you guys go about this current events i'm uh, i'm into it right now I'm, yeah i'm looking yeah. forward to watching this we're just gonna chat yeah. get, Look, play this, get yeah, our play perspective motion do oh okay any fitness fans out here yeah i like that i like that so this is a muscle motion chippendales exercise video this is not current this is not a current event this is found footage oh wait hold on time out mark do you know what found footage festival is oh yeah no it's it's one of our shared favorite things these guys put together one of the best ideas ever oh brilliant concept basically they just go and find old found footage like you know 1980s workout videos and Stupid commercials from that's back what in the this day. is. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> nice, Mar. and th- then but they turn into like a, a fr- like a show. They go on tour and they'll go to local movie theaters like the Laurelhurst Theater. Oh, that's perfect there. for the Laurelhurst. And they'll yeah, play this exactly. stuff. So yeah. it's like part stand up, part podcast, part watching the videos and people laughing. It's such a great idea. It's just it's so energy because one so good. one of the things you're accessing which is almost always a home run is nostalgia yes like if you can not only is it entertaining but like a lot of these people like they grew up around this yeah. this era and it's just like i remember that pepsi commercial or yeah and it's so different than things now and yep. it's so fun to look back and be like yo she thought her hair looked so good right <laughs> the there the world was different yeah, yeah. yeah it's such a blast and, and they do their homework so they don't just show the video they'll like they'll study the people that did it like the right. RV guy. Oh yeah, uh, one of the best things of all time. It's like Jack Jack, Jack Ramsey. Yeah, so they know Something everything like about him and like the the history. And oh yeah, they do the deep dive, which is great because dive. this stuff is so intriguing. I mean, I don't know that this necessarily will Dude, be. I this think, is their full time job. This is intriguing. Right. They're yeah. making good money just going around the country doing right. this stupid ass show. Dude, 
It's the dream. All right, let's play this real quick. <laughs> Anybody listening is being denied the visual. Something small. Look at that stash. In aerobics, it's I'm uncomfortable. I need an adult. Michael. Is this an Allen pick? No. This is you? That is all Jake. Thanks, Jake. Fitness is important. And real asset to this company. Oh my god. This is incredible. Look at those Nikes. Someone's looking over your shoulders, Chris. So it's a Chippendale's workout video? Or you just do these moves with the... Check ourselves out with <laughs> elbow, knee. Toss on a little bow tie around your neck and get Rock to work. Yeah. That's really just for like 1980s house moms to jerk it. To just flick it. Just to flick it. <laughs> to flick it. Look at that feathered hair and mustache. Oh, yeah, perfect. Uh, oh, so you much. You get so jacked doing this. It's so rad because, like, even for what it is, it's not good. <laughs> no, it's terrible exercising. Crazy. Who greenlit this project? Are you sure you're happier on the show, Mark? <laughs> I mean, so, I mean I'm just enjoying away. the haircut. Yeah. And mustache, really. <laughs> yeah. It's just. I mean. Well, and that's the other thing, too. This is also, I mean, it's branded as, like, the workout of Chip and Dale's dancers as if they are, like, NFL players. Like, they're, they are to be revered. It's the physique you want. Alpha fucking. So it's like P90X back in the 80s. Right, yeah. Yeah. This is like. But the old ladies rub their beans, too. Right, yeah. There you go. It's like, these guys are (laughs) Navy SEALs with uh, Speedos on. That's essentially what they. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen, he's he's cut up. He's looking good. Yeah. What are you going to do? He's feeling good about it, too. It is funny, though, that they all are just rocking that helmet hair. <laughs> like, it just almost kills the... It's like, yeah, dude, you got a sweet bod, but, like, that head... That hair. Yeah, we got to figure that out. Yeah. Muscle motion. I love okay. it. Thanks. It's been it's been a squirrely few episodes Yeah, lately. this is a kitten <laughs> Between this and then the slob hand. on my ass. Booty That's all warrior. you, dude. Yeah. This we guy. had to balance out the finance shit, man. Yeah, exactly. The other now you know what got a little deep. Do. Got a little deep. Now our audience is like, "All right, we're back. Cool. More of this bullshit." <laughs> this is great. Yeah, I love that a lot. We really bring a lot of value to our show. This actually, uh, this reminded me of. Um, this is something that I watch probably. I feel like every few months. I love this so much because this is a little more psychological. Because this is. These men, so it's it's, it's a dating montage. And oh, you would, yeah. You would toss in a video, and then they'd put it together, this company, and uh, women could grab a video mm-hmm. and just kind of go through it and be like, oh, I like him. And I think most dudes are associated with a number. You either call the number or I whatever. love this so much. So it's little VHS. Tinder. They're so good. It's unbelievable. It's, it's VHS Tinder. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's the original Tinder. But it's so sick to see some of the, the game. Yeah, these guys are serious. This yeah, is not a joke. They're honestly doing their best. So we this won't. isn't a parody. This is like no, real. so real. Okay, real. early to bed, early Flip to rise makes a woman healthy, wealthy, and wise. That's yeah. why you're wiser than me. He's it's Steven. Serious? Hi, ah. I'm Maurice. I'm an executive by day and a wild man by night. Hi, my name is Monroe. Uh, you've probably already noticed that I have incredibly blue eyes. Uh, my name is Phil. Uh, most of my friends call me Big Phil. I like to talk to people uh, deep into the night. This guy's my favorite. I play guitar. I'm Aton. 
Hi, I'm Fred. Oh, Hi, my name's Mike, and if you're sitting there watching this tape smoking your cigarette, well, hit the fast-forward button, because I don't smoke, and I don't like people who do smoke. I'm not afraid <laughs> to get sand on my tuxedo if you're not afraid to let the wind mess your hair up a little bit when I take the top down. Perhaps even a, a nice bath with some champagne. Hey, you're candles. missing an eye. Hi, Mom. <laughs> um, hey. Oh, my God. I do fashion photography, and I do consider myself <laughs> okay. a refined valley dude. Okay, I'm looking for a trendy girl with a simple smile. I can barely read. Wait, it says here. Oh, excuse me. I don't know. What I'm not looking for is uh, some big overgrown monster that's always thinking about food. and. Whoso <laughs> binds to himself a joy, what? doth its winged life destroy. Um, I like to uh, do a lot of sailing. I like to outdoor activities. I like climbing. I like travel. I took a sponge ball and was pulling him out of a little girl's ear. So yeah, as you can see, just a complete train wreck. Just a train wreck. Women got to choose between these dudes. They're, they're Lucky original. ladies. Amazing. That's rough. Yeah. There you go. And I mean, that's, you know, we're barely halfway through. It's a fantastic video. I watch it all the time. Plus, one guy has a sweater. And I swear to God, that sweater, I'll, I'll put it on my Instagram story tonight. That sweater is exactly my couch blanket that's on my couch oh, right dope. now oh, cool. i swear to god so i'm gonna do like a little i'll point it at the tv and then down to my yeah mm, it's just crazy i mean it's literally it looks like somebody made a sweater out of the blanket yeah and he's just wearing that around like that's his he's like it was my favorite his, sweater yeah, that's wild. It's really cool guys all right anyway uh yeah what do we got here it's a cop tried to kill someone but it was her husband oh damn husband of nypd officer says he lost after learning of alleged plot to kill him. Whoa. So wait, somebody... So his wife's like a cop. She oh, like okay. Had a whole plot to oh, kill Oh, right. Him. Husband of NYPD. Oh, officers. shit. Husband of... Oh. Damn. Yeah, this Fucked isn't up. from the 80s. No. no. This is real. This is a video ABC explain? News exclusive. The estranged husband, husband of a New York City police officer is now speaking out, saying his ex hired a hitman to kill him. And he had to play dead to stay alive. ABC's TJ Holmes Whoa. sat down with him. Yeah. And TJ, you're here with this what? incredible story. This is a bizarre story. We're talking about a veteran New York police officer, once named Officer of the Month in her precinct, and a mother of two is sitting in jail without bond this morning because of what prosecutors say is overwhelming evidence that she tried to hire someone to kill her husband. Even though mm. the plan, police say, had been in place for months, the husband only found out about it a few days ago when police told them that they needed his help. They needed him to fake his own death. Why did news guys I didn't want to like believe that? it. I'll never get over it, but apparently I would true. murder this guy, too. What confession? Yeah, <laughs> looking at him. <laughs> that staged my death. Isaiah Carvalho was supposed to be dead by now, according to this criminal complaint that alleges his estranged wife of four years, an NYPD officer, orchestrated a murder-for-hire plot in which he was one of two intended targets. Jesus. I was shocked. Who was the other person? Oh, I, I heard about this. By the whole thing. It was... I didn't know how to react. Her current investigators love interest four-year-old Valerie oh. Cincinnelli, a 12-year yeah, current love NYPD interest daughter asked her Jesus. boyfriend to hire a hitman yeah, or to son. kill not only Child, her estranged husband, Carvalho, but also her boyfriend's teenage daughter, allegedly giving him $7,000 to it? pay the hitman. But instead, investigators say Cincinnati's boyfriend turned to authorities and Jeez. agreed to have his conversations with her recorded by Which the FBI. Crazy. Details of the alleged plan no. laid bare in the criminal complaint. 
including where and when she is said to have wanted the murders to take place, saying it would not look suspicious because the murder would take place in the hood oh for the ghetto. Oh, my God. Jeez. And if she was by police, Come she would on. have nothing to worry about because she would be home at the time of the murders. Cincinnati had allegedly been plotting since February. It's like four minutes. We can cut it off now. That's okay. essentially everything. I was going to say, how often do you think this stuff is happening? Probably don't even want to know that answer. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I sort of to your question, my question more specifically is how often do you think this sort of thing happens successfully? Right. Because we hear about all the failures. Right. right. We just talked about life insurance that I mean, that actually comes up a lot with yeah. different fraud of like, hey, he just got this two million dollar policy and mysteriously no. fell off a cliff. Like yep. what happened here? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, there's I mean, I even run into some of that sometimes, not personally, but, you know, as I hear stories. So. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I love the ones where there's like uh, there's a couple videos you can find on YouTube of uh, there's one in particular where a woman uh, essentially does the exact same thing. And then the the police hear about it in time to where they set up a crime scene around the house, which is where the husband was supposed to be killed. She comes home from the gym because she needed an alibi. She gets there and she has to like put on the waterworks and be like, what's going on? Mm. Like, why? Why is there caution tape? And they're like, your your husband was found murdered and she has to like fall to her knees in the street and then she's taken in for questioning she's got to keep it up and then uh they go we want to show you something real quick and they let the husband walk into the interrogation room and then she's got to feign this like wait but i thought you were and then she's like oh wait i should be happy right now so then she like jumps up she's like you're alive oh my god but she just has such a hard time keeping all of the emotional gears in place because if it's you know if she's telling the truth it should you would have like a certain series of emotions and she's like i can't you know because i'm a fucking liar i don't know what i'm (laughs) What I'm doing here. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. I'm so happy pissed that... Yeah, yeah exactly. Oish. All right. All right, it's two movie things. They released a bunch of Star Wars clips and pictures. For the oh, cool. One. And uh, They have the new trailer out, too. They do. And there's uh, the new Tarantino oh. movie came out. Yes. yes, that's right. I have that on my thing to watch. That's all. Yeah. When? So, wait. When is this movie actually out? Uh, July for Tarantino. Oh, yeah. okay, Star Wars okay. is Christmas time, December. Right. I thought it was already out, and I was like, "How has no. James not seen it already?" We should watch the the trailer. It's not very long for this. Uh, for yeah, for the Tarantino one. What's it? It's called Welcome to Hollywood, or um, yeah. Once, Once Upon, Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. From what I'm hearing, it's supposed to be like the closest thing to uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Oh With no, Brad Pitt and yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio too. Yeah, I mean that Cooper cast say is, nothing yeah. but good things. <laughs> my pleasure, Mr. Schwartz. Call me Marvin. Put it there. That's your son? No, that's my stunt double, Cliff Booth. Yeah, he plays like a slash night. We watched a Rick Dalton double feature. (laughs) All the shooting. (laughs) I love that stuff, you know, with the killings. A lot of killing. Anybody order fried sauerkraut? Line. Cut. 
embarrass yourself like that in front of all those goddamn people. All right, what's the matter, partner? It's official, old buddy. And it has been. Charles Manson is in it. You're in this? <laughs> That's me. I play Miss Carlson, the klutz. Oh. <laughs> Charlie's gonna dig you. Don't you forget it. So stoked for that. That's cool. I don't know what it's about, but it's about Hollywood. I'm pumped. Act like aging actors and this a stunt man. But it's just like Pulp Fiction, there's multiple oh, stories. And, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's all probably related. Just Pulp like Fiction is so good. So good. So good. Jeez. All right. I took us off the track. Oh, yeah. What else? What else we got? So let's do the Star Wars one. Star Wars shit. Cool. So this is going to be the end of the the newer it's into series. a galaxy yeah, far, far a bunch away. Of pictures and like interviews and stuff. Mm. Cool. Go check them all out. It's the end of the trilogy that started in 2015 with The Force Awakens, and the final oh, chapter in the Skywalker saga you that like began over 40 years ago. I didn't this hate one was it. Particularly hard because it was the you, end you like not of. Three really? movies, but nine. At least he's doing it again, trilogies, though. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, suddenly J. J. Abrams. Abrams. Yeah. The, the, the questions the that you're asking, her, like, Superman even beyond what it is you want to <laughs> do, you have to look at all of them. Oh, yeah. I really thinking, ruined it. That if someone's really going to be watching these movies when they and all are, are together, in space. one through nine, there, there must be yeah. inevitability. There must be a sense of, of purpose to all of it. It also has to stand on its own. Star Wars, cool. The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Cool. Now. Stoked, man. Did you guys ever watch that video of the... We might have talked about it. The guy that plays Jar Jar Binks, like, he almost committed suicide. Yep. Because he got so many, oh. like, death threats and so much hate mail. Mm-hmm. People fucking Over hate. a movie. Think yeah. about that. So stupid. That he didn't write that character. No. no. He it's did a, what he did. Yeah, a role of a lifetime. You get to be one of the main, you know, monster character, whatever characters in Star Wars. Who's yeah. going to say no to that? Yeah, exactly. It's not his fault. There was a terrible character, though. Oh, yeah. I heard about this, too. Yeah, human composting in Washington. Oh, yeah, Washington's man. Governor Jay Inslee signed. Washington is the first state to legalize human composting. What does that mean? So when you die, like they compost you instead of being cremated or buried. Yeah, they just churn you up and you fertilize shit. Yeah, I mean, not into I don't that, know. man. I'm not into it, but I guess what else you can do with the body, right? I'm a little bit like uh, like Louis C.K. talks about. Like I don't. I don't give a shit what you do with yeah. my body once I'm dead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. I'm a little bit that way. I don't know if that'll change with age or whatever, but... But also, his bit where it's like, if I ask a bunch of stuff from you guys when I die, like, I want you to lay my ashes at a yeah. fucking creek, and I want you to do this and that. It's like, fuck you. I'm not doing any of that shit. Yeah. You're dead. Right, yeah. You would never know that somebody didn't obey all of your wishes. Yeah. yeah. You would have no clue. 
Well, that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah. There you go. That's the Northwest for you. Oh, oh fuck man. yeah, it is. That's crazy. About to get even more trees. So there's got to <laughs> be like, there has to stronger. be regulations though. Like, yeah. you can't just take your dead grandma and let her rot in your front yard. And or can you? Like, Halloween's what do they mean by be that? Fucking lit. Well, what about like for murderers too? Like, what if I just murder you and then compost you? And they're like, "Did you murder Jim?" No, he died. But that's like, deep. I didn't even think about. He that. He wanted to be composted, so I just—that's legal, right? We're in Washington, and the cops are like, "No, but you can't." Like yeah, but the you just destroyed story, all right? that evidence. Oh right. Yeah, but if you're just composting, there'd still be evidence. Oh, see, I'm imagining like they're eviscerated, just uh, like, like in a <laughs> like into dust. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking you just like dig a hole in. Oh, so it's essentially burying? Just compost. Yeah. Just without... Yeah. Or you just put it in a bin. Right. Just like rot away. Right. Yeah. And then you grow fucking tomatoes. You can, yeah. Damn. Weird. Can you just eat food that was grown with human compost? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, that's... No, that's not... I want good. organic, yeah, that's no. good, man. I want grass-fed. <laughs> yeah, I want, like, <laughs> vegan bodies only. Yeah. Oh, man. Right. You're like a second-hand cannibal at that point. <sighs> in a way. No. Jeez. Did you guys watch the, the fucking murder guy on Netflix? Jeffrey Dahmer? Yeah. Yes. No, no, not uh, Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah. You With the uh, oh, Zach, Zach Efron? Efron? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I watched What's it. What's his name? Yeah. It was pretty good. The murder of Ted Bundy. Ted I Bundy. like that they like they try to make him like the victim. In defense. Yeah. For like, the like, whole movie until like, the very end. Somebody's following me and I miss my girlfriend. Yeah. It's like, you're a monster. Shut up. But yeah. I think that was the point of the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so silly. I watched it with my girlfriend and she was like, I hope he gets off. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's a monster. But then, like, the way they play it until the very end, he is like. But see, they make you feel like this really because he was famous. Like all those women that went to his trial and loved him, and that crazy bitch just. I know, man. Well, not to go back to the Chip and Dale's thing too, but you see Zac Efron's (laughs) butt in the movie, dude. His butt has abs. Like butt has. It was insane. I've never been more sexually intimidated, dude. It was. How do you work out your butt? Like I get doing squats and like getting a nice yeah deadlift. Is that it? God. Dude. Dude, it was crazy. Crazy hot. Mm-hmm. Right, guys. Yeah. Well, so is that it? Uh, one more thing. Okay. Oh, yeah, Coca-Cola brought this old formula back just for Stranger Things. Oh, I heard about that. That's hilarious. From ABC, this is World News Tonight with things? Peter Jennings. Yeah. Good evening. There is likely yeah. no other country in the world where an evening broadcast such as this would begin with the news that a popular soft drink was going to reintroduce its original formula. But this is America, and Coca-Cola is part of Americana. This is a story of big business, enormous advertising, and a company that found out the hard way, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The old Coke is coming back. Here's Rebecca Chase. According to the Coca-Cola company, the new Coke will still be its flagship brand. But the old Coke, with the original formula and original taste, will be made available under a new name, Coca-Cola Classic. I think Coke is responding to the outcry Weird. of an awful lot of people who are saying, uh, we really want uh, our old friend back. And Coke is putting it back uh, with a uh, new overcoat on it. What a dork. <laughs> Last April, Coca-Cola launched its new Coke with a promotional bang and claims that taste tests showed consumers preferred the sweeter taste. The new Coke has done well in some areas with so May sales up 8%. So they're only doing it because of Stranger Things? Yeah. It is, uh, say, today's drink for all of our tomorrows. Hmm. 
And that's what company executives were saying until today when a press release was issued to say that tomorrow the company will officially announce that the old Coke the is difference? coming back. The statement released no by Coca-Cola today Still says no the company is taking this no. action. I think it has to do like the sugar, right? The actual oh sugar. That makes sense. Yeah, or for a while they were they were doing the throwbacks uh, not too long ago because they did it with Mountain Dew as well and it had like real sugar. They said. Well, I thought that was like you know when the Mexican cokes. Yeah, yeah. Glass yeah. When they yeah. come right, in right. glass bottles, they're yeah. so much better. Maybe they, they I'm really are. Drunk, but yeah. no, they are better because yeah. it's cane sugar. It's yes, that might sugar. be it. Yeah, so mm. much. I so mean, is that original syrup. Coke then or corn syrup or whatever? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Muchas gracias has those, and I'm always getting always love it. I texted you a thing, Jacob. Yeah. If you're done with currents, I have uh, one of those subreddits you were talking about last week, Alan. Oh yeah. The. Uh, yeah, I gotta watch people die inside. I'm, what is it? I'm dying inside. Subreddit. What's it called? Oh uh, yeah, watch people die. Watch inside. people die inside. <laughs> so this is a subreddit. Oh dude, arc I, of like this guy. I get so sad about this one. The most embarrassing, like that video of a guy going in, like videos of guys going in for high fives and then. Oh yeah, it. like the, Just poop, the Kevin Lord. Yeah. So like this Tom is exactly. even. Yep. Because I, I already did a little digging into this forever ago when I saw it. Uh, this is his first and last day. Oh, it is his last day. Yeah, this, this is like the boom goes the dynamite guy. Mm. Oh yes, it's worse. It's way worse. Yeah, of just oh. blowing it. Yeah, yeah, but this isn't like some college. This looks like a legit news. Yeah, station. Yeah. yeah, he got a legit like. Oh man, I'm excited now. Anchor position. You'll have to turn the volume up there, on the right. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. This poor guy. He, like you already tell, he doesn't look confident. Nope. Yeah. Well, he doesn't even he doesn't even realize they've started. So yeah. he comes out of the blocks just wrong. Like, and he's, he's he's like muttering into the microphone, warming up. Yeah. He's like literally trying Over to pep lines. himself up and he's like, fucking thing is all fucked yeah, up. Yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And then you can see that his partner's like, hey, we're we're going. <laughs> and he's like, cool, I'm just gonna try to catch up now. This is worse than Will Ferrell then. Yeah, it's go. it's bad. Ugh. So bad. Good evening, I'm Van Two. You may Good have day. seen our newest AJ on NB. See North Dakota News, and he'll be joining the weekend news team as my co-anchor. Tell us a little bit about yourself, AJ. Um, thanks, Van. I'm very excited. I graduated uh. from West Virginia University, and I'm used to, um, you know, from being from the in East Coast. Uh. Oh. <laughs> uh. It's so brutal. Uh, I wish it went on longer. So there's a I full know. there's a full segment? There There is a longer one, I want to say. So. But, I mean, you get the point. Yeah. It goes downhill. Fast. I feel bad for her. Even she's like, "Hey, hey, uh, yeah, hey, asshole." I mean, what did he think she was doing when she? Would, maybe they thought he was still rehearsing or something. AJ Clemente, uh, what? I don't. I don't want to hear anybody's opinion on it. I just right. want to watch the video, especially from the Young Turks. <laughs> Let's try this one. High definition. Gay. Fucking shit. <gasps> Is that what he's saying? Yeah, I think so. He said gay and then fucking shit. AJ on and she. A little bit about yourself, AJ. Um, thanks, man. I'm very excited. I graduated <laughs> from West Virginia University, and I'm used to, um, you know, from being from the in East Coast. You know, um, from, from the East Coast. Okay, well, welcome aboard, AJ. Okay. Thanks. Go for it. A uh, fatal ATV crash happened yesterday in Williams County. Oh, so it looks like he did kind of pull it together, but he was straight fired. Did he actually yeah. say gay fucking shit? I guess, game? yeah. Let's take this one again. I thought he was saying his name at first. The AJ, like he was no. practicing. Oh, what is that? So yeah. he's talking him about explaining, it. Explaining, yeah, him. Explained what happened. Yeah, that's, yeah. 
We can watch that one. I just want to hear okay. the beginning here. Gay fucking shit. Oh, because let's be honest. Why would he be saying that? He, that's the only reason he was fired. Because like uh, right. all the all the other fuck ups. I mean, you can just say like, he was nervous. It was one day, but to say gay and fucking Dude, shit on like live television, live TV. Yeah, you're, they you're can't. Toast. Yeah, they can't. They can't deal with that. Yeah, and it's not even. It's like it's jimmy fallon or something where yeah. every once in a while you can let a cuss word slip or something mm. this yeah. is like the morning north or dakota news, news. yeah exactly. i'm so used from being from the east coast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck. i guess i'll leave now yeah see on air if he just slowly backed out it's because he cursed mm, okay first day flub and it's a little more than that yeah, a little more than that epic all right we don't have to watch that we can uh talk about scumbags like matt lauer there yeah, for real. Dude, that is some dark shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Where he had... It's so, it's so sinister. That button? Yeah. What? And he's like, well, it's because, you know, sometimes I'm writing and people just barge in. Oh, the door lock? Yeah. Button. Yeah, and it's like, uh It's is not that what why? you use that for. It's no. not to keep people out. It's to keep people in. Let's be real. Ugh. Mm. All right, set it up. All right, so I do a movie pick every week, Mark. I'm a huge movie guy. This week, we're doing John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Just saw it last night. Uh, Alan had mentioned that he watched the first one for the first time the other day. So that inspired me. It was really good. It Where has do you like usually a, watch your movies? Uh, Cedar Hills area, right, the area I go to. I just saw today that Cinetopia is shutting down, closing its doors. Whoa. It makes sense, All man. Locations. Yeah. It makes sense. It was a great idea when it came. It was brilliant, in fact. It was a great business model. So around here, it's just Cinetopia and Regal, right? Yeah, and then once Other than, like, the mom and pop. There's Sentry, Mark. Sentry, that's the one I go yes. to. Yes, oh, that's right. Sentry 16, yeah. Regal. I forget about Sentry yeah. for some reason. Those are the got the reclining chairs. Yeah, like yeah. Well, that's what one. happened. That's yeah. what happened. All the normal movie theaters got reclining yeah. chairs. They serve beer and wine now. Yeah. They have better food options i mean still cinetopia has like full menu like sit down it's expensive though and it's very expensive you can't that can't be the only thing you have going for you yeah and it's very expensive Mm -hmm. damn that's too bad i know it is it is too bad because i really like the small living room Mm -hmm. yes yeah like a a fireplace and it was really cool but fuck me you can't can't rely on that it was great 15 years ago right all right Let's watch the trailer. Uh, it has like an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Dude, yeah, people are pumped about this movie. It was movie. fucking fantastic. There's a little too much of like the underworld stuff that I kind of space out on. Yeah. I wish there was just more straight killing. It was like, hel- oh, real quick, sorry. It was hilariously violent to the point where like people were laughing as though it was a comedy. Oh, no. Yeah, but like in a good way. Like yeah, this yeah. one scene where he fucks people up in a library or just one guy and the shit he does with a book that's all i'll say is so like creative and violent the people go ah ha ha like they're just losing their minds that's killer that's great all right that's all i want to say i think this would be scary super stone oh that dog is so cute what's coming Mr. Wick broke the rules. There's a lot of dog action in this, Alan. I trust mm. you understand the repercussions if he survives. John Wick, excommunicado, is now in effect. You shouldn't be here. Nice suit. Good to see you, too. I need your help. After 
are less than even. Damn. Yeah. There's no escape for you. The high table wants your life. Would you help set the mood for our new guest? Let us begin. Our services still off limits to me. What do you need? Guns. Lots of guns. <laughs> You think you can take John Wick? You've got a nasty surprise coming. I've been looking forward to meeting you for a long time. And so far, you haven't disappointed. We can keep this up as long as you'd like. But this only ends one way. All of this for what? Because of a puppy? <laughs> Wasn't just a puppy. so good dude looks great i saw an interview with Keanu, and he was he was saying how to him he sees it like he takes it serious and he trained for the action stuff but the movies to him are like a comedy mm-hmm. so when i know that now going into it like it's it's way more lighthearted. so anything that's like come on that's ridiculous or whatever yeah he knows this is fucking absurd yeah it's just supposed to be fun it's supposed to be fun yeah, yeah. and like funny at times mm-hmm. have you seen any of these no John Wicks? no I've, great, I've heard of it yeah, but they're surprisingly good. They're is this great, a movie just, I could jump in and watch, or should I go to the beginning first? You want to go to the beginning. beginning. Let's be real. He could it. jump in. He, like, he could. Definitely this could. is not, yeah. it's yeah. not the Godfather. But no, no, no. Uh, they all of them, well, I'm, I've only seen the first one, but it seems very much like two and three are just mindless, like bonehead fun movies. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, you yeah. could start wherever you want. Exactly. That's what happens. I started having kids. My uh, ability to watch movies that aren't, you know, Disney right, movies right. starts to diminish. So I know. Take yep. advantage of that. Yeah. Anytime you have a loan, start with the first one because they, they kind of, I think they just go back to back. Like this one just picks up where the second one stops. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's yeah. like, it's supposed to be all in like two weeks time from the beginning to yeah. now. Well, the Blazers aren't playing tonight, so uh, yeah. you might have to watch that movie instead. You don't have yep. to worry about that for a yep. while. <laughs> yeah. We're good. It's so true. Yeah. I know we were talking about that with the game oh, might man. be on. Disappointing. It's a bummer. It was. Made yeah. it pretty far. Yeah. Farthest in like 19 years. 19 years, something years like yeah. that. So that's pretty dope. Got any fight talk? Anything? Oh, did you see... Uh, Sage Northcuts. Oh yeah, very. He had facial reconstructive surgery, uh, reconstruction uh, surgery. Uh, can, yeah. Can you pull that shit up? I think whoever so, yeah. can do it. Uh, yeah. What happened? <laughs> Who is a uh, dude he fought? Don't, I don't even know. Yeah, because it's in some. What's the lead or the organization? Uh, one FC. One FC. Why is he fighting one FC? I don't know. Yeah. Oh. So I think these were all the knockouts, but he was that. But he could have stayed. Could he have done the UFC or what's up with that? 
Uh, I think he left the UFC like uh, that was his choice. One in three or something. So mm. UFC wasn't exactly. I mean, he's incredible, but he just not quite that top tier. He just doesn't have. Yeah. Twenty nine second knockout loss. Yeah, first round. It's pretty upsetting. I think it's right about. Yeah, it should be. I think it's here. Oh. It, it's that last. The way that he got hit, Damn. though. Damn. It's a bummer. Straight haymaker. Yep. Yeah, and then there's... Uh, I'm trying to pull up the... So it broke his face? Yeah. Broke his face. Yeah, he's in bad. There's. A, he's like a good-looking dude, too. There was like a, an x-ray, too, that showed like the oh. chunk of bone that's missing, but... Dude, fighting. Yeah. That's a it, job. It's real. I mean, that was one punch. That was a single punch, and he had to be... He couldn't leave Japan for... I mean, he might still be there because they say that with injuries like that, mm -hmm. the, travel, the yeah. pressure of the cabin yeah. in the plane and stuff, you can't... Well, you get blood clots. Yeah, you've yeah. got to be in a position where you can deal with that. And for Damn. some fighters, that's... There was... Um, it was a cyborg and... Uh, not female cyborg, but the male cyborg. What happened to him? He got need by maybe Paul Daly or... It was somebody. But anyway, no. it put an actual dent in his skull and he was stuck wherever he was he was stuck there for Jesus. months because they had to like relieve the pressure from his skull right get him to heal up Damn. like he couldn't Straight go home trauma. for yeah it was like four to six months he was just in a foreign land because he couldn't travel it's nuts man. that's a thing like you don't really think about until you hear it happening to somebody i was watching all these thai kickboxing highlights the mm. other day yeah vicious man, dudes so vicious so fucking brutal. Mm -hmm. Just the the nature of that sport. That's all like mostly front kick, just heel to the fucking face. Yeah. And, Jesus. You know, that top level shit, man. Even if you're the top 1% kickboxer, you still are at so much risk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, My God. I mean, the competition. I mean, just the way that those guys train, they're just kicking banana trees mm -hmm. all day. Yeah. My friend did like Muay Thai and the guy literally just had to kick a stump for like six months. Yeah. You're supposed to build yep. up like to build your shin. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You get all that scar tissue going and uh -huh. you just you don't feel anything. Lose so it happens to Silva doesn't happen. You kick someone and you get your leg wrapped around their leg. Right, exactly. Brutal. Yeah. Did you guys watch that? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Craziest thing ever. That was that was tough to watch. It's like watching Nurkic go down, man. Yeah. In a weird way, it was kind of like yeah. it was kind of best case scenario scenario for Silva. Well, I guess other than the knockout from Chris Weidman, because then the leg wrapped around the other leg. That was uh his rematch with Weidman, but, mm -hmm. um, and then it happened again to Silva recently. Um, but that's just, it's almost like he was so good. He needed his body to betray him yeah, in order to quit fighting. Cause I mean, he's still, he's still scary. It's just hard to compete at, you know, he's 40, I think yeah. 40 yeah. something. It's a lot of abuse. It's a young man's game as they say. Uh, who's what fight is next for the UFC? What's the, uh, most I mean, the next thing? one to really care about, I think is, uh, they always say International Fight Week is um, like the July 4th weekend, which I think now, I think that's going to be like the 9th. It's like July 9th, J July 10th, something like that. And it's going to be, I mean, it's just a stacked card. I can't Not even, UFC Fight Night. The No, it's like a, a, a legit uh, pay-per-view. I oh, think cool. it's 236 or something. I don't know. Oh, gotcha. But yeah, it's going to be, I think John Jones is on that. Say who they, how do you say his name? Morris? Yeah, um, Marais. Marais. Yeah. So who, I, 
didn't realize how short he was. Oh, yeah, dude. He's a, because he's a 135, 145, something like that. He's such a good wrestler, though. Oh, he's incredible. He's yeah. just a grappling fucking python. Yeah. Yeah. Those kind of guys, for me, are the scariest. Oh, yeah. The Khabibs, so, uh, all those dudes. Even, I mean, the top, anyone that can do top jujitsu or wrestling, like, you just, you have no shot. Well, because it's just, it can, it, they put you in a position that's very claustrophobic. Yep. They they control you. Like you would rather just get knocked out and then they walk away. That's that's that would be great yeah. as opposed to them laying on you for as long as they want. Jones Santos. Yeah. Oh, July sixth. So okay. Thirty nine. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys watch boxing at all? July sixth. Little bit. Do you see sort of. Deontay Wilder. Dude. Dude. Oh uh, what's the guy's name? Is real or he knocked him out in like twenty eight seconds? What's Dude. the other guy's name? Uh, that he knocked out, I have no idea. He just crumbled. But yeah, it was, yeah it, was, it was the worst thing ever. And that's what he said was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that was a guy that like he's like, someone can die in the ring and I'm gonna do Fuck I'm gonna yeah, kill dude. him. Like Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Well, what I were mean, you gonna say? Uh I don't even remember. But Deontay Wilder is just the scariest oh, Jesus, yeah. fucking dude ever. Have you ever seen that shit? <laughs> uh there's there's like an internet troll. I can't think of the name. If you type in like boxing internet troll. Oh, I was There's just going to bring guy. him up. Yeah, Charlie. Charlie, that's what it is. Charlie something. Like a Russian last name. Oh, Zelenov. Zelenov. Yeah. I was actually going to bring him up and I was like, Do you know oh, who we're talking about, Mark? No. Uh, Charlie Z. I'm learning so much today. This is great. Like, Dude. he might be mentally ill. Like, he, he called up yeah. Deontay Wilder and just to keep in mind, like, Charlie Zelenov is five, five, ten. No, opposite. He's like, as skinny as me. He's like, five, yep. ten, five, eleven. Like, has no business None. going in against None. fucking six foot six, two hundred and twenty massive white trashy kind of methy. He just calls him up. He calls up uh, Deontay oh. Wilder, and he's just like, "Hey man, me and you like quit running away. I'll meet you at your gym." And then blah, he starts blah, blah, blah. saying shit about like his daughter. Yeah, because Deontay's Deontay like, "You're crazy. I'm gonna leave me alone." And World then so, oh, I'm all good. so they're act, like actually at, like a fitness club, right? And yes. then they jump out. Yeah. and he keeps. Oh, yes. I've seen that. Seen that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was all over World Star and yep. shit. That guy, and then he trolls everyone. He went yep. and trolled uh, Floyd Mayweather Sr. Yep. Oh, no shit. And uh, Floyd May Mayweather Sr. was nice enough to just sort of lightly spar with him just to kind of get him off his back or whatever. And you see the video, and he's doing the thing, and then, like, nothing really comes of it. So Sr. turns away, mm -hmm. kind of walking back towards the other end of the ring, and Charlie comes up and fucking hits him in the back of the head. Yeah. Blindsides him. That's his move. Well, when he sets up these fights, he... A lot of people don't know He's this. He's lucky he didn't die. That he day. goes up to somebody yeah. and he goes, "Hey man, light spar." Yeah, at, at like gold at a uh, like twenty four hour fitness and yeah. shit. And somebody's like, "Yeah, oh, it looked okay, like cool. there was like merchandise out <laughs> yeah. when they were yes. like, yeah." Dude, there's one where he d it's like a a dude that looks like fucking um, uh, what is the dude from uh from Guardians of the Galaxy, big ripped guy? Chris, oh, the mountain oh. or not? Uh, oh, the wrestler. Yes. Wrestler yeah. Uh, God damn it, what is his name? Batista. Batista. So yeah, this dude looks just like Dave Batista. Monster. And, and Zelenov is like, hey man, just a light spar yeah. and hands him gloves. Hmm. And the guy's like, all right, cool. And and Charlie's move is always to like put on his gloves. And then before the guy can fully get his on, he just starts jumping on yep. him. So this guy grabs him, puts him in a choke, and just goes, What's going on, dude? What's you just, going on? You just tried to sneak me. By the way, that guy is a, a black belt in jujitsu too. Okay, I figured. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. he fucking looks like it. Yeah, he's an absolute killer. It's he just so fucking good. holds him in like a one-handed guillotine and just waits. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, this was light. You said this was a. Yeah, so you can't good. even get me started on chart. Like I I went through all of his videos and like I just get so pissed. Me too. Like I it's know. just such a chicken shit. It's so funny though. Yeah, he gets fucked up a lot. Well, and he gets a the lot. time of day. That's what's frustrating yeah. is that. 
a troll like that, the right thing to do is be like, fuck off, leave me alone. Mm -hmm. But then he he gets you so pissed that you're like, okay, to where Deontay Wilder, who for sure doesn't have time for this dude. It's just like, yeah, fuck it, meet me. <laughs> Let's get yeah, this done. We'll I need up. to all the calls and Dude, shit. Dude, if all those people weren't in that room with Deontay, he oh, would have fucking killed him. He would be dead. It'd, It'd be, be homicide. Dead. Yeah, 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 for 100%. Which would have sucked because then Deontay would have been in prison. And yeah. Then... Well, this guy would have died years ago. If that... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's nuts. Can we watch that knockout real quick? Which one? I, w- I would love to watch it. It takes like 29 oh. seconds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's quick. It's nothing. That'd be dope. Um, what other fight stuff? I keep wanting to say stuff to you, Alan. I need to start writing this shit down. Um, been watching a lot of like old Metamoris stuff, a lot of Abu Dhabi jiu-jitsu champions. Yeah, there's some good stuff out there. There is some good stuff. I know, I know it can be kind of boring for a lot of people, even for myself. Hopefully this is it. 43 and 1, 39 oh KOs. God. Is this it, Jake? The, I think so. What's the guy's name? Dominic Brazil. That's what it is. Brazil. I was saying Israel. <laughs> Jason Day. Anyone watch golf here? I, I did as a kid, actually. You know, I, was there, I played a lot as a kid. Conflicted reaction because the and I'm not saying Shut that up. Oh, you're not even going to show us the video, are oh, you? I hate that shit. You're going to show us pictures? <laughs> See you next Tuesday, bro. Yeah, that's, that's dumb. And if it could go against the guy who... Come on, go back. Here we go. The problem with boxing, they protect the oh yeah. so much. Okay. That's crazy. That's some Mad Max shit right there. Here it comes. Poor guy. He had no... This guy's very what was he compared to the other one. Why did they even... He like straight walks him down. That's all I remember. Oh, I think it's right here. Here it is. He had no business being in the ring. Ah! Did you hear that? Yeah, that's nuts. That was a gunshot. Oh! It's crazy. Was that on the... That was a right hand? Yeah. Yep. Just a jab to the right or left face? Haymaker. Yeah. <sighs> and the thing is, that that looked somewhat casual. Oh, look at him. For Wilder. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Douche! Like, he definitely plants his back foot. Oh, it's like not even a chin. It's like the... It's just straight face. Man, yeah. Put, his, put your hands up, guy. Look how fast he was, though. Oh, yeah. How do you even... It's, you got to have respect for that. That's crazy. Man. You yeah, got to be ready at all shit, times. Did not feel good the next day, probably. No, there's no way. I think he remembered the next day. So. He might not have. He'd be like, dude, when's the fight? Yeah. <laughs> Did I win? Yeah. And I'm furious at how Deontay spells his name. Yeah, it's rough. I mean, I don't really blame him for that. D-E-O-N-T-A-Y. It's like phonetic almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some of those black dude names are the best. Like, Oh, yeah. LaShawn. Yeah. What's with the La? La A lot Marcus. of La's. Yeah. You actually see that with females more often. Yeah. Uh, Stefan, the guy that runs this building, <laughs> one of his, one of his claim to fame is coming up with black girl names. Oh, really? Like Yikes. Shaniqua, Tashankwa. He'll just he'll go for as long as you let him. Yeah, like he's got his system and yeah. he just replaces <laughs> syllables. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean it gets pretty crazy. We're like, oh come on, that's not real, but it still sounds like it could be. I mean, yeah, as long as you put Latisha Faniqua. Yeah, Latisha Faniqua. That's there you go. That might is that one name or two? I don't know. Yeah. Some I just made her up. Couple girls in Atlanta. Right yeah, there. killing the game. 
Well, guys, I think we did it. Yep. I think we came. We saw. Um, I want to ask you a would you rather real quick. Yes. Because I have all these would you rathers, but we've asked each other. So now that we have someone new. Shoot it straight. Here I'll we go. do. Oh, I'll set up an easy one, and then I want you to do the ultimate one. You know the one. I don't. The one that you brought to the show long time ago when you were a guest. Does that have to do with parents? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we'll start out slow with uh -oh. Mark. Would you rather, would you take four million to be on to catch a predator? So it's not really a would you rather. Would you take four million dollars to be on to catch a predator? I would say no. Hard no. Yeah, I, I'm actually, that's where I'm at too. What I think capacity? you said yes. Hmm? Like, remember. am I just ca cameraman? Oh, actually, that's a good point. So, like, if no, I no, was no, the... No, 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 you are the... No, no, I'll be the host for four minutes. No, 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 you're not on... Right. No, 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 you're not holding right. the boom What's the guy's name? Shit? Chris something? <laughs> yeah. Working uh, <laughs> catering Have a for seat. NBC. Just take a seat. That's a, Hansen, that's a valid Chris question. Hansen. Chris yeah. Hansen. Yeah. Yeah, man. I figure if you look you're at our overall... Our overall, uh, you know, income potential between now and 65 versus being life in prison. That's a good point, yeah. So yeah, compounding interest there. Life. Well, you got plenty of time to work. The caveat there is like you are innocent. You really didn't do anything bad, and even legally, you get off. Like you're not going to get arrested. Oh, after I'm the in show. then. That's free publicity, right? But everyone sees you as the predator. It's like my. So they question. put. They still put the show out. So court of public opinion is that you did something exactly. wrong. Exactly. Gotcha. The show is still released as though you're a predator. But then, hey, there's you're always out. you could just invest. Free, yeah, free publicity is publicity, yeah. and then I would just be able to so you take those fight, earnings to yeah. to you fight know, the story later. Exactly, and just okay. show the actual. I mean, let's legal put it this way: I've smart. seen every episode. I can only remember two dudes. Don't know their name. That's fair. I just think of their face right now. Well, that's a good but if point. It was in your neighborhood, you'd be like, true. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Your immediate circle, obviously. Right. That right. that would be okay. the problem. Yeah, like, I know true. that guy. Yeah, that would that out. would be an issue. Drive by his office every day. I should stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you got to wonder. Yeah, anybody that has that has like worked with you might go, dude. This was my financial yeah. advisor, and they post it to Facebook. Oh, you'd, yeah. You'd that's be driving by his house and be like, that's the guy. That's the that's, fucking diddler. That's yeah. the internet, man. Diddler. Things can spread. Damn. Now I'm reconsidering my options here. Yeah, I think your first answer was probably the best. Yeah, I'm gonna go with my gut on that one. Yeah. Okay. Good one. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, okay. And then I got to remember what the wording of it. Uh, oh, if. Uh, so wait. Would you rather. I don't know why I can't remember it. Um, oh, okay. Watch your parents uh, have sex every night for the rest of your life or join in once. That's what it is. That's kind of the ultimate. It's the ultimate. Would you rather? Oh man, I feel like that's another no-brainer. Like I'd have to, I'd have to watch it. Like yeah. because like that, that you can't, you can't undo an action every yeah. day. But you can be, for the rest of your life, though. But again, then like How the uh, well, kind of to your to your thing about doctors seeing people this naked every hours. day. It's, Shit, dude, it's the same. Yeah, I just, I would just, I figure after a couple of years, you would be immune right. to it, right? It's yeah. kind of like right. I got business meetings. I got to go to lunch. Even start heckling your fuck. dad and shit. Yeah, like, dad, you, you got the same moves, man. Yeah, and then, <laughs> you got to figure this what, out. It just goes on for hours. But how yeah. many how many years of the rest of your life you can remember to join in on? That? I mean that that's just that's just right. Scar you forever. Oh, you never gonna every forget day. that. You'll never forget. Yeah. So I feel like I, I feel like I have to just say the watch. Yeah. Okay. It's Is that the wrong or right answer? There are no wrong or right answers. I think it's respectable. And I like asking people like you are very analytical and, you know, he's a, a businessman. Pros and cons list real quick right, went in my right. head. Yeah. I so just, I got real yeah. emotional with him. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, I started sweating and I was freaking well, out. Well, how involved do you have to be? Yeah. I mean, just that's like, uh, like what base that's like facilitating to. or. Yeah. Yeah. To, right. yeah. What does joining Am in I just mean? Fluffing? Right? Yeah. 
is, is joining yeah. in is joining in like I put one finger on like my dad's naked hip. <laughs> yeah. And then exactly. one finger on, like it's almost like jumper cable. I don't, I don't have to lick anything. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You know? See, yeah, this I mean, is good. Make that, contact. That, like, you'd yeah. have to take a look at what the contract details say. Then go, you don't uh, even have to look at it. You just yeah. shut your eyes. And you're just touching him. You're like, oh, we're having sex right now. It's so great. Plug your nose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you're done. Yeah. Jeez. But see, here's what's crazy. That. Even that would scar me. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, that's messed up. You're going to relive fucked that. Up to watch your parents fuck for an hour. Every yeah. Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plus, well, think all that An time. hour. I mean, let's be real. It's probably like <laughs> right. one, two minutes. Yeah. But they're doing it every day. Well, here's it's the like, boring. Here's yeah, a dark layer of it. Longer and longer. Like the Damn, more that I think about this, right. so it isn't even because at first I'm like, oh, dude, to see them nude, gross. You know what the real gross thing is? Seeing them experience pleasure. No, oh, on. that I don't. Now that it's getting bad. Part. This is bad. Now that's where that's where I'm just like, which is weird because like I love my parents, I want them to experience pleasure, but fucking not around me. Like that that shit makes me so uncomfortable. I think it'd be worse like the actual interacting like. Yeah, your dad's like talking dirty to your mom. Oh God. God! What about what about that one? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's a great one. Oh shit! Okay, okay. Um, here we go. Okay. Uh, so your mom and your girlfriend or wife uh, switch bodies, and the only way to get them back into the correct bodies is to have sex with one of them. I feel so bad. We're just putting him through this like fucking rated X ringer right at the end too. So if you refer people to this episode, you can say just skip the last. Body. Right. Perfect. Right, for sure. Spoiler Perfect. Alert. You know what you're getting into. I, a, yeah. yeah. Okay, so reiterate that again. So, okay. Uh, wife and uh, mother switch bodies, and the only way to get to restore order is to have sex with one of them. Is the head still the same then? So Everything's the same, yeah. Just like, you know, you flip flop. Oh, yeah. Like no, I see. Re- I yeah. thought you meant, li- I thought you were going like Jeffrey Dahmer on me. No. The they just heads, switch bodies. Yeah, the heads don't literally yeah. switch, but inside does so like spirit you're having sex with your mom yes. but it's your wife it's your wife that's the, even more fucked up. it is right? it's your mom's body with your wife's brain it's, and it's your I wife's wouldn't... body with your mom's brain it's sort of the perfect would you so rather so which one so it's the which you have to have sex with one of those to get it back to normal yeah so you either have sex with your mom's body with your wife's brain or you have sex with your wife's body with your mom's brain man i would just have to i'd have to go with the wife and just say you better not say one thing yeah just the, you mean the brain your wife's brain. Yeah, so it's your mom's, so it's your mom's body. body, but your wife's brain. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> See, but I think that's the that is the right answer though for me. Oh god! Yeah, I would have to yeah. say because it sucks. Like, ah, oh, this is my mom's body, but you, you, know, you your close eyes. your eyes, and it's your wife's brain. So at least at least your mom doesn't even know you're technically only having sex with your wife still. Still, you know I, I still, I, I just would have to go with wife's body mom's brain i think that's my vote too yeah because then it because it would be an out of body experience you got to be with your wife ostensibly for the rest of your life yeah you You don't want to ruin your mom's life i she's got less yeah either way both of their lives are ruined so yeah (laughs) you're you're overthinking something though because you're having sex with your mom still it's still your mom's brain so yeah what happens at christmas your mom's like hey mark yeah that's what i'm saying she fucking remembers you guys fucking i know but listen uh, but if you don't suck. know how people fucked in the seventies. This is gonna it's, you're you're not prepared. Yeah, you guys are coming That's from even a very, worse. Yeah, then I don't want to know that. You know, yeah, so it's, yeah. 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 So you got. So I feel like if it was yeah, just be like, don't say anything, don't look at me, look away. What I love is that we never talk about the the right. perspective of the the people who are just purely the victim in this scenario. Like, yeah, imagine being some somebody's wife, the and they're like, listen, it, it shit's going full twilight zone. All right. That wizard yeah. comes out. And yeah, look in the mirror. Yeah. Yep. See, you're my mom right now. Sick. I got to have sex. And she's like, wait, what is going on? You're like, I have to do this. I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> like, you just don't even. 
we're all so selfish about oh what would be the least awkward or it'd be even worse if it was like true twilight zone where like your mom comes up to you or your wife just comes up to you and it's your wife's body and and she's like mark hi honey it's me your mom oh no something happened i don't know why i'm in your wife's body all of a sudden and somehow you find out now you have to fuck me (laughs) Yeah, you fight, you got to be like, Mom, I got to drop the hammer on you, and then everything's fine. You guys like, didn't even yeah, give yeah. me any softballs. We just go straight no. from to catch a predator. We go I know. Big, juicy, you picked come fuck your mom That's body. the thing. Yeah, you want eye contact? Really? That's exactly why I would just completely avoid that option at all costs. Yeah. yeah. I think the, the proper answer is kill yourself. Yeah. Just straight. Just kill them. right Right there. Yeah, just kill yourself. Yeah. I think that's it. And the thing is, I think your wife and mother would both support that because <laughs> they're like, you're They'd not, have been there stuck other. forever. Yeah, you're Again, not doing. Oh shit! I feel like we're oh, going. Oh, that's right. True Twilight Zone forever. So. Man, this is getting really cerebral. I like it. I, I feel like, like the kill yourself option. Black Mirror stuff. Yeah. Black Mirror episode. Well, yeah, do. Could, do you have to be alive when you have sex with them to restore order? No, that was so not in the contract. You just kill yourself. <laughs> you just kill yourself and go. Just hop on as soon as I'm you dead. Hold on, yeah, dude. <laughs> And then bonus, my wife's got $4 million of life insurance. There you go. I know we keep going there back you to go. it. So. We're tying and up loose ends here. if you agree to go be on Catch a Predator, so oh, you got that extra, extra bone. Yeah, so there's $8 million. And you're going to kill yourself anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So yeah. this is best case scenario for my wife. We regardless. just wrote a movie, dude. This is a shit movie. <laughs> we just wrote the world's worst movie. <laughs> After surfing. What would be the name of that movie? Oh, my God. Mama fucker. I feel like we need to end on one more. One more different one. All okay. Right. Um... We Maybe less to, incestual. It's oh. kind of silly, but it's less uh, aggressive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Would you rather walk with a rollerblade on your left shoe for the rest of your life or have a little person walking in front of you, walking slightly slower than you uh, for the rest of your life? The little person, for sure. Because then you oh. could you could incorporate that as an entourage. You could add others. It's true. They're slowing you down. Yeah, but yeah. they're, they're walking just slower than you wish they would oh, for the rest of your life. Oh, that bug me. So but then, like the flat tires and everything would probably get old, I guess, huh? But then, constantly being slowed down. But man, time. one rollerblade, you look insane. <laughs> like right now. But you'd be going so fast. <laughs> you see that you? Yeah, you'd cruise. Yeah, like it'd be like a to, scooter. Yeah. You're your own scooter. Yeah. You go to the mall or some grocery store. You just cruise. Scary to go downhill. I feel like that's the equivalent. That's honestly the equivalent of like a propeller hat. Like <laughs> I just kind of like that I'd have a little person with me at all times. That's kind of cool. It's like you never would be alone, right? I would hire them and yeah, they would right. essentially yeah. be an employee of mine. Well, and you, yeah, exactly. And you might be able to like kind of turn it into some uh, like philanthropist type. Yeah, you know, we'd like, open up a charitable remainder trust. You would look and charitable, would exactly. You, you, everything you do, you go to the bathroom. That's what I'm saying. I'm see, I'm seeing it is what Jake's saying. Every he's it would always be with so you. annoying. Just while you're fucking, you while yeah. you're jerking, while you're pooping. Right, man, oh, you're, like, you got to go on stage. He's while you're a straight doing, shadow. He's just sitting in front of your kit. Oh, he'd be my snare stand, probably. I would make sure. Like I would just make sure they were armed at all times, so it looked like a bodyguard Dude, or that'd new be Brazilian sick. jujitsu Stay still. or something. Yeah, yeah, that'd be tight. Damn. Oh, just, you're going to your wedding. He's just walking. I'm going little person too, yeah. just because. Dude, Hurry if you up. have, if you got one rollerblade on. Everybody yeah. around you is like, he can count to maybe eight. <laughs> but then you surprise him. <laughs> but how many times are you going to tear your ACL over your life? Right, that too. You know, like, oh, dude. And one leg is going to get a little more ripped yeah, than the other. Yeah, going up and down stairs. Yeah, you're never going to date with one rollerblade. No way. But you're also never going to date with the with the little person <laughs> That's around you. Unless just, they're into it. Yeah. And then, then you could might be able to lock it. The original question yeah. that I saw yeah. was that also in addition, that little person is kind of a dick. See, oh. why are we stacking up on why, that why, side? No, I'm just saying that's that was the original question. I left that part out. Now, maybe if it was a roller skate, it would be different. What if I wear a second roller blade? 
Oh, right. Then you're an asshole that's rollerblading 100% I'll make the time. Olympics or some shit. <laughs> you're like Joe. Apollo Antonio. Uh, yeah. Fucking Bluth. Oh, jo- yeah, Joe yeah. Joe Yeah. Joe. Doesn't he rollerblade everywhere? I might just make a scooter. Oh, yeah. Segway. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. That's really great. Cool. Glad we finished. <laughs> this is a good way to end it. I think so. Well, thanks uh, for having me on, guys. Yeah. I appreciate thanks it. Thanks for doing course, it, man. That was yeah, great. I have to. I have to give myself a plug because I'm so yes. I'm yeah, so shitty yes. at social media. So anyone, look up Facebook Meek Financial Group. Okay. There's information on the website. I'm more than happy to field any questions, obviously. But honestly, would love the publicity of uh, getting that thing. I'm so shitty at marketing online. Okay. So I'd be interested to see how many likes I can get. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, uh, we'll get all your info and we'll put it in the show notes. Jake will hook up with you and we'll go. I like it. That. Yeah, fellow NBA over here. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you guys are gonna rule the world. Well, well thank you, gentlemen. Scumbags. I had a great time. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll come we, back we anytime you want it, me. Of course. Maybe of course. during tax season or something. Yeah, figure it out <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I want to introduce you to some of the the producers we work with. I, I'm sure they could benefit from it. There's I always love meeting new people, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, you guys know the drill. The only fee to listen to this podcast is to tell at least one person about the show. Um, if you have an extra second, go ahead and subscribe to the show. Leave a review on iTunes, even if it's a bad review. Just be honest. We just want your honest opinion. Feedback. Feedback. There you go, man. Uh, where can they follow us on Instagram, Jake? The Stateside Podcast. That's what it is. Anything else, Alan? I don't believe so. We're good? Yep. All right. Thanks again, Mark. We appreciate it, man. You are welcome. All right. Great to meet everyone. See you guys. Bye. Later.